Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Paulie Malinaji, Peter Cards, Brooklyn to the world. We got Seth Nyman in the house. Seth? Hey. All right. Seth, you? You're going to partake a little bit this week, I think, right? You saying I don't partake in sometimes the, you're a little you sleepy, you know. Sometimes like when we got guests, sometimes you like like to sit in the sit back in the cut and just listen. But I'm just listening. We want you participating every week. <laughs> we want you're a part of the show. We want you participating every week. Oh, what's show? the matter with your friend uh, Seth? He doesn't talk. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> oh, I'm just listening. <laughs> Was that good, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just listening. So we got our episode. Pete, what number episode is this? Pete's on forty episode tracker. What is it? Forty six episode tracker number forty six. We are almost at the one year point, right? Where we, we do yeah. one episode a week. Right, we uh, so fifty-two weeks in a year. If my mathematics is that, yeah. if it's correct, right? We, we missed missed a week, right? I think we, we missed maybe we missed a week. Uh, Whatever. A We're at forty-six. A, a lot of people didn't think we'd be here. I, I, even I was skeptical when I got this podcast <laughs> if we'd be here, you know. But uh, we made it. We've made it work thus far. Thanks to you, all you loyal listeners. Even though some of you listen to us, obviously, to just get really mad at us, as <laughs> right. judging by our Twitter and Instagram timelines. Whatever the reason you listen to us, whether you want to agree with us or whether you want to just want to look for more reasons to dislike us, we appreciate you listening. Just uh, give us a rating on Play.it, and if you have anything negative to say, go fuck yourself. Five but stars. Five stars, please. <laughs> and if it's no stars, fuck yourself. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we got some boxing for us. You know what? I know sometimes we, we decide to talk about whatever's current, but you know what? Let's we go about on the current tangents. Because we, got, we do go on tangents, but... We're mainly a boxing show, so we got to keep it boxing mainly. But obviously, we're going to go off some, on some tangents today, too, as well. But uh, let's keep it boxing-related. Uh, so what, what do we have uh, What do we have coming up this week? Do we have any shows? Any we don't have anything, I don't we think. We don't have anything this week. Last uh, week, last the Zab Judah fight got canceled last minute. What the fuck is going on with this poor guy? What is it? <laughs> Get into it. I mean, what do, what do you th- what's your take on it? Is oh, this like the forces that be oh, right. saying oh. that he maybe shouldn't fight? Right, you know, like right. The energy around what is that? What do the hipsters believe in? The energy around the universe. The or energy, something? yeah. Is this like the energy around the universe? Like, where there was, it's like negative for Zab, but oh, he shouldn't be fighting no, anymore. This is the second goes, time. No, no. It's the second wait. time he gets canceled that away. Like, if no, I had to make wait. weight for two cards and not fight both times, I would be pissed just yeah, on the fact that I had to make weight both times. There'd be some furniture moving. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, if I'm making uh, weight. I better get paid something. Alyssa was like, "Is this like the second time it happened?" I said, "No, try the." Fourth time that fights just literally got canceled, whether it's injury or opponent. But this is the second time at weigh in. At Zab's weighing. This is the second weigh in a row Zab has had since fighting. Uh, once last time he fought. Last time he fought was with it was me. You, yeah. yeah when he, 2013, when he fought Jeez. me. Uh, yeah. So Zab's That's been trying to fight yeah. since he fought me in 2013, and he's gotten now. Two fights canceled at the weigh-in. Last time he he punched somebody, punched his opponent in the face at the at the weigh-in. Which well, see, this is <laughs> the yeah, thing. No, sometimes there no, are no, 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 no. <laughs> see, that, I talked to Zab about that. What did he say? Because I went to see Tommy Raynon, our buddy Tommy. That was so how he was supposed to fight. Right. Go ahead. So he what was there Tommy? anyway, and Zab was saying like, because people people judge Zab because. Especially when he was younger, he's a hot-headed dude. Well, Zab is also an emotional, shoot-the-hip kind of guy, and that's just the old-school New York in him, too. You know, we're all kind of like that. I'm kind of like that, too, with, like, you know, you just react. Sometimes you think before you talk. You don't think before you talk. You don't think before you act. But go ahead. So what are you talking about? The way in, a lot of times, you're at the scale 
and you're sitting there face to face and you know you're looking at the dude hard or whatever hey there's uh, tension you're gonna fight right. with each other this particular situation the dude whatever his name is was coming up to zab and putting his nose in his face while they're still doing paperwork like yeah. this wasn't for the camera this wasn't for anything like and like I said, Zab is a no-nonsense type of guy. Like, even you. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's going to come up to you like yeah, that. Yeah, so you're not going to try to punk anybody. You know? Right. It's, it's, it, that's some grown man shit. That's not even boxing that's or be right. professional. That's just not some grown man shit. You're not going to disrespect another grown man I like was that. leaving boxing, the fight. Boxing, no boxing. I was leaving the fight. I'm with my, my mother and my girl. I'm I'm like, is that, is that Zab? I'm like, Zab. He's like, Pete, what up? I'm like, yo, what happened to you? He's like, bro, you don't even know... I was like, they said you got into the fight at the weigh-in. He's like, bro, honestly, that shit is before the weigh-in when you really want to call it that. He's like, this is we're doing paperwork, bro. Yeah, if anybody doesn't recognize, I'm seeing the doctor. Yeah, if anybody doesn't recognize it, when we go to when fighters show up at the weigh-in before the official weigh-in, we have to show up there like a half hour, an hour earlier, and uh, we have to see our do- the doctor for one final. Uh, uh, Physical exam. The corner gets licensed. And, and yeah, the corner gets licensed. You have to fill out the paperwork. It's all the stuff you guys don't see at the weigh-in. It's like right before the weigh-in. We're there about an hour earlier taking care of all this paperwork and, and just physical exam and stuff. So this is what Zab is talking about was he was there early. Was, and that's and the not the time to be staring yeah. each other down. It's yeah, just, that's just the time where, where you're just dealing with the uh, the political stuff just to get just to get to the weigh-in, you know? So go ahead. So that's where he basically went to Zab's face while Zab is looking at the commissioner and the doctor. He has his head down, like looking at paperwork, and the dude like nose touch touch Zab cheek. Yeah, that's that's like that's like no Bruno, no, no Yusef, <laughs> no Yusef, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. You know, so so Zab like turned and was like, "What the fuck?" And he just he just japped him, like yeah. he hit him. Yeah, and you know Zab hitting you with a left hand with no gloves on, it's not yeah, gonna course. tickle. Sorry, yeah, of course. And again, that's just a. You know, people. That's not, that's that's on people. Are gonna say, oh, you gotta be professional. You gotta be that. Listen, a grown man is a grown man. Any grown man out there, you know, you know how you're gonna react if if somebody disrespects you. And yeah, sometimes you're in a higher position than other people. You have to be able to act different. But you get emotional. A lot of old school New Yorkers are like shoot at the hip and shoot from the hip. Emotional kind of people where you know they react that way. And you know, honestly, I can't say I would have done the same thing. Right. I can't say I would have done, done the same thing. You know, uh, knowing knowing me. I would have probably been in between you guys before, before that. Yeah, if you would have seen him walk up and yeah. Right. That's where Zab probably needed somebody right. on his camp to recognize what was going like, on what are around you doing him and not here? let the guy so close right. to him. Um, like, dude, what are you doing? Get out of here. Yeah, now. what's the point yeah. of you being yeah, here yeah, right yeah. now? That's where your team probably has to get in to handle it instead of just being there as cheerleaders. They got to actually probably uh, you know prevent this kind of stuff from right. escalating before it gets uh, to the point it gets, escalates to. So anyway, so this week, that was, that, that was last time. Right. Now we're talking about this week. All of a sudden, Zab... And the promoter, Roy Engelbrecht, uh, apparently uh, filed some false paperwork right. for the licensing. I, right. They, uh, uh, when I read up more on it, it said Zabo's child support. Okay. Yeah. And, like, I guess he filed it. I guess when you, you know, there's that paper when you're doing the paperwork. There's that line where it says, do you owe any child support oh, right, or right, any, right, uh, right. any back taxes or right. whatnot? And you have to answer yes or no. Apparently, Zab said no. And Roy Engelbrecht also knew about it, maybe. And uh, he probably tried to cover no because if it was yes... Then they would have to garnish Zab's check, you know, and maybe Zab didn't want Zab wanted a fight, and he wouldn't have probably wouldn't afford if he would have got his check garnished. Right. And Roy Engelbrecht probably wanted a big name like Zab on the show, and he's like, "How am I going to get Zab on the show if I, if he doesn't want to fight for a garnished check? I can't get him on my show. So let me try to help out. I'm, I'm thinking it's something that has to do with something like that. So Zab, because uh, what I read, they left a little detail out when they said the reason why the show didn't go on at all is because it was a. Uh, a solo promotion. If it was a co-promotion, yeah. this wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been an issue for the rest of the card. Yeah. 
But it's still an issue for Zab. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's still crazy. You go from like he fought Mayweather a few years ago to like yeah. now he's getting his wages. Well, that's the problem with boxers and boxing in general. You know, like we don't have our taxes taken out of our uh, of our checks. You know, like we don't. Uh, like you have to go file your taxes. You have to go send in estimates during the year so that you keep up. You know, like me after every time I fight, I go to my accountant. As much as I hate to do it, and I really hate to do it. I, uh, the week after, I'm in my account's office, and I say, hey, listen, what's the estimate I got to send the government? Because I don't want to spend money that's not mine. And then later at the end of the year, oh, wait. You know, so I'd rather get it out of the way, and then, uh, you know, I sent in that estimate. And, and, you know, usually I'll probably estimate a little high. That way, by the end of the year, I don't owe any more. You know, but that's just, uh, that's just the way it is, you know. And you got to be responsible about that. You know, the government's going to get you one way or the other. One thing you can't avoid is death and taxes among Things like paying twenty dollars for the Verrazano Bridge too, but you know, aside from that, aside from that, you know, you can't avoid death and taxes. And Tarver just went through all that too, right? Well, yeah, yeah, he I was mean, paying his taxes. Yeah, let's say you kind of fall into that trap. Once you get into not paying your taxes, yeah, and once you fall behind a couple of fights, you don't pay your taxes, and you're making multi-million dollar paydays. Those taxes add up. That's a lot you know, of money. You gotta, if you don't, if you're making multi-million dollar paydays and you don't pay taxes on say three fights in a row, suddenly you're seven figures in the red. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it's hard to come back from that. You know, it's hard to come back from that because uh, if you let too much time go by, they start to put interest and penalties. But America don't fuck around with taxes. More so than anybody else, America doesn't fuck around with taxes. Let me tell you the difference between America and everybody else. Joe Lewis died of still owing taxes when he did everything for this country, uh, uh, represented his country in the military, was a figure for this country, and they still didn't give a shit about his taxes. He gave up his prime. <laughs> yeah, and it only happens to American boxers, I feel like, more, much more often than other boxers. Like, I feel like other boxers are much more... Uh, uh, Educated? Not... Um, what is it? What's the word I'm looking responsible? for? Responsible? No, no, no. Foreign boxers, I wouldn't even call it responsible. I feel like foreign governments take care of their champions. You know, even oh, when they right. retire, you know? Like, right. I, I go to England, I see Chris Eubank, he's pretty much chilling. You know, I see Nigel Ben, you're pretty much chilling. Listen, they went through wars, I'm sure they're, they're not perfect, but, you know, they're, I'm, sh- they're, I'm sure they're good. Over here in America, you see a lot of fighters that uh, kind of let them let themselves fall behind the eight ball with the taxes, and then America just always is the only country that really puts in this, these extreme interest rates. So once you owe money, it just continues to multiply, multiply, multiply. I'll give you an example. Valentino Rossi, I don't know if we've talked about it on another show. Valentino Rossi, the motorcycle racer, probably, who might be the best motorcycle GP moto racer in history of, of that sport. He's an Italian, and he was pretending he lived in England and wasn't paying English taxes and wasn't paying Italian taxes. He ended up owing like over 100 million euros, bro. He ended up like <laughs> you imagine retarded. that plus interest. You'll, that is a debt you will never see the end of it. He just did the Borat. He spit in his hand and told Italy, I'll give you 8 million. And they were like, deal. And that's it. Wow. Which is like what he finds under his couch. Right. Because that kid is unbelievable at his sport. It's a sport that makes a lot of money if you're at the top of it. It has an incredible amount of endorsement deals in Italy and all over Europe. U.S. won't do that. The no. U.S. will never do that. The U.S. is will you be in debt for the U.S. to the U.S. for life? No, U.S. is like no, motherfucker. You're so gonna again, give us eight million a day until again, you land, come up land, with land everything. Land of the free, these nuts. Land of the yeah. free. So it's far from that. I mean, granted, again, uh, taxes are a responsibility that everybody has to handle, and they have to handle it uh, no matter where you live in the world. But of course, uh, I just feel like uh, you know the U.S. is a no bullshit kind of country when it comes to their taxes, and uh, you see it. If you mess up, man, it's hard to get out of that hole. So. Yeah, well, like how else are our, our, our teams going to get new stadiums if we don't pay taxes? <laughs> right, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> really, really. No, but like I really, said, for billionaires, in this case, for billionaires. In this case, we're, you know, we're talking taxes, child support. Like I said, there was a time where Zab made a nice amount of paydays, right? Yeah. But so. then there was times where he didn't. Do you think the court 
readjusted his paperwork, or do you think his kid's mom was like, no, 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 I want that yeah, Mayweather fucking money. money. Zab's, Zab's not making the same amount of money every year as right. all boxers. Salaries vary from year to year, you know? So, it's a, it's a tough situation, a tough predicament to be in. Even, uh, you know, the boxing's a tough way to make a living, man, you know? The, the, those taxes are set for people with regular jobs who own regular businesses and whatnot. When it's like a boxer where it varies from year to year what you're going to make, you know, they can hit you hard if you fall behind. It does. And a lot of them we do it's seen. We have seen that uh, they it have fallen behind. It's like you know? uh, compounded. Yes. Right. Do these, do these organizations have any help for boxers, any kind of programs to help boxers? <laughs> Not really, no. That's unfortunate. It's hard because boxing is the only sport where you can become a professional athlete and you really shouldn't have be anywhere near being a professional athlete. You know, like <laughs> right. other sports, you have to actually get drafted or actually like right. be good enough for to sign with a team. Seth, you can turn pro. You know what I mean? Like, so you, you how do you scouted. separate? How do you separate? You know, taking care of professional boxers. How do you sell? What do you have to put? Like the elite one percent of boxers are in like a players union. I mean, I don't know how to do it. You know, because uh, professional boxing, anybody turn can turn pro. It's 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 a joke. You know, like and, when uh, in actuality, the top one percent are making enough money where you would say. You should be able to take care of yourself when it's the ones that don't actually make yeah. it to that Here's level. Here's 99% of boxers will not make impact money. So I feel fortunate in my own right. And then 99% of that 1%, maybe like 90% of that 1%, they themselves blow the money they make. Right. You know what I mean? So it is just a, a bad trend. It's a bad trend. But they have nice jewelry and they have nice cars. Right. Which eventually they end up in the pawn shop. <laughs> that's the problem. You they had I mean? a lot of fun for a lot of years, and then it's yeah. just all gone. Well, Tyson's the biggest example of that, right? right. I mean, yeah, Jesus you know, and Christ. it's unfortunate. But you also need intelligent people around you instead of people that are just being grimy. Like, I remember Tyson having Don King, Rory Holloway, Don Horn. You could Bleaches. just see the grime Cro on those crocodile. guys. Crocodile? Yeah? Crocodile? Cro you, know, like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, you literally watch an interview where, like... I've I've heard him say things and I'm like yeah tell him champ you know and like even if I knew he was gonna get ballsy I'm like yeah I knew he would never go over the top for me yeah. yeah like Mike Tyson's like I wanna I wanna step on your kids nuts and then it's like <laughs> eat your children I wanna I wanna eat his I wanna eat his kids and then crocodile and then crocodile's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know so it's you like gotta have intelligent people around like you. every nobody ever looked like damn Mike you know, like the, the funny the thing fun? is, he made me need to chill. A he said that yeah. when he's fighting Lennox Lewis, when he had no chance to win, yeah. I mean, well, like he had zero chance to win. Hey, he got himself a twenty-something. Yeah, million but you know, purse, even that, yeah. it's like you know, if you have intelligent people around you, and sometimes you gotta learn the hard way. You know, I, I think Mike, at his core, I don't think people realize that now when they meet Mike, he was a was a really well-to-do kind of person. He just was off, and people are gonna say, "Oh, convicted rapist." You're gonna call him well-to-do person. First of all, I don't think he committed that rape. Me so many things in that. So many things are involved with that whole situation. That is just. Hey, Kobe that, Bryant that, was in the that, same that, situation. That, that you, He's that lucky he didn't go a red to jail. flag, huge red flag, right? You know, yeah. If Kobe Bryant, if Kobe Bryant had the childhood and upbringing that Mike Tyson <laughs> had, jail. they would have put his ass in jail. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Mike so, Tyson's from Brownsville and had a rap sheet when he was a little kid. Right. That's why they looked at him the way he they did. Yeah. You know. True. Yeah. So that's you know, the sad part. Yeah, and that's the sad part. He's a good story though. He turned his life around. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 yep. it's become a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually saw a cool clip today of. It, it was actually from Mike Tyson on Facebook. Well, his page is probably his wife. Uh -huh. um, thank you, Cuss, it said. And it was just like a like a five-minute clip of all him and Cuss when yeah. he was young. And, of course. And he was – you know what's funny? Like the foundation, man. Rocky uh, Rocky Five. Uh -huh. you remember Rocky Five? <laughs> Tommy Morrison? Yeah. yeah. When, when uh, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, goes to the gym and is all dusty and dirty. Yeah, yeah. And he's reminiscing about yeah. his career. And Mickey says – Oh, you know, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't be alive today. Yeah. 
he he not that he stole it. He's making a movie, but he got that from Cuss. Yeah, Cuss saying that's about Mike. Yes, yeah. like and he that's, kept him alive a little longer. Yes. That he had a reason to live. You know, he yeah. said, you know, uh, sometimes the older guys, man, you give them a reason to live. Of course. Yeah, he said, you know, I he goes, I feel people people die when they don't want to be here no more. He yep. goes, uh, he goes, this guy. He goes, I'm gonna watch. He goes, I guarantee I'll be here when he becomes champ. Oh, and he, he wasn't. Said, right? He died he, here before. He died right before, yeah. Yeah. And then they sh- they go right to Trevor Burbick, mm-hmm. and when he knocks him out, and he says, they say, Mike, you know what? Happened? He goes, he goes, I just want to thank my guardian, Cuss. He goes, I know he's up there with all the boxing greats right now, saying his boy did it. Yeah, and you know what? What else? Uh, Mike at that time, if you notice him. Listen, the way he is spoke. anybody perfect? No, but you know what? He had a Nintendo commercial. He had a Pepsi endorsement. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't spewing off saying hateful stuff in interviews. Like, right, he know, spoke great. You know, of somebody, you get jaded, you get bitter. You yes. know, when people take advantage, and you get taken advantage of. You have to also understand from that aspect of it. You know, there was a Mike. T- sure, he was, as he says, fornicating with a lot of women in those days. But all those fucking athletes were, bro. You, said, well, you gotta compare Mike Come Tyson on. to, to the, like the '86 Mets, who around that time <laughs> were like were gung ho, or the '85 Bears, like Jim McMahon was showing up still high from the night before to his football games. You know what I mean? You know, Mike Tyson's like a saint compared to those guys. You know what I mean? And of course, yeah, you know, like, little by little, you get jaded, you get taken advantage of. Yeah, you're gonna be bitter. Who's not gonna be bitter? I don't think of of Magic Johnson as a as like a drug guy or anything, but. The guy slept with more women than fucking anything. That doesn't make him a bad person. You know what I'm saying? He makes him a, a young guy with ha- a, has all his, 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 his never his against their will. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yep. They had a room in the fucking in um the forum. The, the forum just for Magic Johnson. It was like an office, like a suite. I mean, his name and is wi- Magic Johnson. I mean, yeah. come on. He, his, <laughs> his Johnson was Magic. It's perfect. <laughs> you guys are horrible. Come on. So yeah, so uh, so that's our little uh, rant on on that. Well, what what fights we got coming up? I mean, we don't. Hey, before you do that, can I ask you a quick question? You sure. Guys, you guys heard about Paul Williams yet? What happened, Paul? He's actually become a trainer. He's got a, he's got a guy on Showtime on Showbox. Get out of here. Twenty fifth, he's gonna be in the corner. Oh, that that's is awesome. So cool. Yo, that's, that's he said a, he f- yo, shout out to Paul Williams. Yeah, man. big shout out. Anybody who's not familiar with Paul Williams, he was a that's awesome. top level yeah. boxer. Legit elite level boxer and World uh, he uh, uh, got paralyzed from the hip down over in a motorcycle accident. He a fought. Few years he, back. Said, he said he fought the urge for a long time. This guy kept uh, bugging him to do it, and now he's doing it. Yeah, it's good. You know, he get, and again, you give somebody a reason to want to be around. You give somebody a reason right. to be excited in the morning. Because I'm, dude, I cannot imagine the lack of enthusiasm or the enthusiasm you le- you lose. When you know you're going to wake up in the morning, you can't walk anymore when you used to be able to walk, you know? Not only so, used to be a walk, you used to be an elite athlete. This guy was yes, fighting right. three weight classes at the same time, right? How di- I cannot imagine the, the, you know, the mental strength that you necessary that Paul Williams needs to, needs to have. Yeah, I know. Right, t- talk about what fights are coming up, and we'll take a, we'll take a quick break after that. All right, two, two more. What do we got? Two more what? Talk about the fights that are coming up, and we'll Which take fights a break. Are coming up? I mean, That's what I April. April. April, we got a bunch of fights, yeah. And they Showtime just announced a new schedule, so we got. Uh, I might be going to Russia for the uh, Wilder and Povetkin fight. That'll be, be wow. fun. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. And I got. Uh, Will Showtime fly us there so we can do the show there? You know what? I don't know. Maybe I'll just do the show that week before. <laughs> He's shaking his head. We got, when we get Steven Espinosa, we're going to get Steven Espinosa maybe next week. We'll ask him if yeah. we can do it. We can just fly the crew out there for a, for a show live and direct from Moscow. Maybe, oh, maybe you get to meet your boy Putin. Yeah, <laughs> Putin will probably be at the fight. You kidding me? <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! They won the purse bid. Yeah, I like they it. did win the purse bid. That's why we're going there, or at least I'm assuming we're going there. We're still uh, I'm trying to iron out the details of that. Uh, April has a bunch of fights. Uh, we know yes. Golovkin's fighting in April, right. and where Showtime also has a huge schedule. They've announced. What about Badu Jack? He winds up going from getting Chavez Jr. as an opponent. It was a, like a nice gimme fight, plus for an extra check because Chavez Jr. not only is an easy fight, but he's also a guy you get paid more to fight. Right now he's now he's got to go from that. Boutte. He went from that to Lucian Boutet, <laughs> yeah. who looked like an animal when he fought the Gale. Talk about a 
a buzzkill, huh? <laughs> you know, like, and what a Badu talk about. You're like a legit champion, bro. He's taken on. He won the title in an upset, right? He won the title. Yeah, he won the title in an upset with over Groves, right, for the vacant Groves, title. Groves, yeah, yeah. And then he uh, he defended in a, in, a, in a fight where uh, it would have been difficult. Who's was his first defense against? He's taking on tough opponent after tough opponent. Badu's Badu's not taking the easy route of the champion. No, he won against Durrell. Oh, he won it against Durrell. Yeah, and, and then, then he, he defended, defended against, against Groves. Underdog both times. And Lucian Boutte odds are really going to be close, too. Oh, that's a tough fight, bro. That I got to give fight. shout out to Badu Jack, man. Really yeah. doing it like a champion should be. Um, and uh, holding his own. Isn't he a future legend guy? Yeah, yeah. He's, He's uh, very friendly with us, a future legend. Uh, my partner, uh, future legend, uh, Frank Koltowski, very tight with uh, Badu Jack. Shout out to Badu Jack. You guys are putting uh, on a Lucian's also a cool guy, so you know we, we love that fight. It's good for boxing. Go ahead. You guys are putting a fight on Showtime uh, against the Pacquiao-Bradley fight. You got the Anthony Joshua fight in the same night. Yeah, but Anthony Joshua, is the fight is in England, and oh, so, so it's going to be live uh, a little bit earlier in the daytime, yeah. Are you that's, going for that one? Are you doing that one? Yeah, we're going to do it from the studio, though. I wanted to go down there. You know the thing I love about that card? The Eric Hunt, at least Selby versus Eric Hunter fight. It's a Eric Hunter's a very good fighter. People don't know about. I think that's going to be a very good fight. Uh, very underrated fight. Hunter's one of those guys that's flown under the radar. Uh, you know, some some hard luck uh, in his career uh, hasn't gotten the people that have gotten him the exposure uh, on a world level, on a national level. So people don't know about him. But I've actually worked a couple of Eric Hunter's fights on a local level, and this kid is real slick. Uh, real Philadelphia mentality can fight, uh, and uh, him and Lee Selby. I like. I love the fight. I really like the fight. I think it's a good fight. Uh, and maybe no matter what, Eric will uh, show the world uh, what he's made of. And you got the heavyweight championship of the world. Yeah, Joshua, Joshua against uh, what, what? Martin against Martin. Yeah, Joshua against Martin. Uh, Martin just won that fight. The IBF, right? Yeah, IBF, IBF heavyweight IBF. title. So that'll be an interesting fight. Uh, you know, I, I'm curious about that fight because Joshua's fighting a guy who's really a who's a big guy. You know, uh, physically is a is a big heavyweight as well as like him. So it'll be an interesting fight. Plus a southpaw. We're gonna take a break when we get back. Have our first show with some calls. Yeah, We've announced nice. on our Twitter. We'll see if we get any calls. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So we're back. Brooklyn to the world. Uh, Pick up the energy, dude. Come on. All right, all right, we're all back. Right, all right, Brooklyn to the it, world. Come on, um, dude. Let's check the phone line see what we got. What do we got? What do we got? Do we get to hear you? Like, I don't hey. know how does this work. Hey, Paulie and uh, Peter. What's up, Hey, guys? what's up, man? You got Seth, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Call her one second. Seth, how do we turn this volume up? We got a little issues in the studio. We don't have the Champions League game on because the TV doesn't work as usual. Uh, now our volumes are down. Always an issue with our pet heads are falling off. Everything's going on in this in this studio. Let's uh, hold on one second. We got to get the volume so we can hear you. I hear a faint voice out there, but... When I, when I, 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 there's no more big, more insulting thing to now? us to a caller than he calls us and we can't even hear him. Let's have it. Let's have it. Go ahead. Hey, 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 Paulie and Peter and uh, Seth. What's up, all you guys? I'm a big fan. Um, I'm from. Uh, I live in Kentucky, so uh, I know the stereotype like hillbilly shit. But hey, no, no, it's all we got love for anybody who listens to us. Don't worry about it. And, and you know what? If hillbilly listens listen to us, we love them too. Don't worry I'm about it. I'm actually from Russia originally. Oh, oh, I'm oh going to Russia. from Russia, and you're in the Midwest. That's a change yeah, in a half. Yeah, Bosiba. Long story, immigration, all that stuff. Wow. Um, so, Con and Canelo, I just want to ask you about Con and Canelo. Yeah. I know you guys are saying that Canelo is going to uh, destroy him, which I can see that. I, I see if he catches him with, with any big shot, Con will go down. But do you think then the Virgil Hunter version of Con is not the best style to fight a Canelo? It's probably a better, maybe that old Olympic in and out style he had with Roach with a few adjustments would have been better than this more like an Andre Ward try to stay in the pocket 
Oh, yeah. uh, against Canelo. I mean, I, I can see your point. Here's the thing about Khan. He's always at his best when he's behind the jab. And he's always at his best when he has time to think. He, you know, we saw Khan against uh, Devin Alexander. And that was the Virgil Hunter Khan. And that was a mm -hmm. fight where he had time. Because a boxer will always give you time. Because he, a, a boxer wants to pick his shots as well. And when you fight yeah. Khan in that way... He's gonna dominate you with the jab, and he's gonna he's gonna be first, and he's gonna uh, put off those uh, rapid fire combinations. It's a guy who doesn't box Khan that is gonna give uh -huh. him problems no matter what weight. And I feel like Canelo, Canelo's never Canelo always has trouble with the jab. I feel like Khan can give him some problems with the jab, but you need to change uh -huh. defensive looks in a twelve round fight because in a twelve round fight, if you don't start changing defensive looks, you're gonna start yeah. ending up in the mix. You're gonna start ending up in the pocket more so than you would like. See, I think this yeah. fight will eventually end up in the pocket. I just and people are gonna say why is Khan in the pocket? I just feel like it's not that he's gonna make a decision to be in the pocket. I think at a certain point he's not gonna be able to help himself, but that but yeah. to be in the pocket because Canelo will take it to him. You know he's too yeah, big, the physical size, and Khan for a boxer who's a very good boxer doesn't box going backwards. He, he doesn't throw any punches when he goes backwards, and I think yeah. you have to have you have to be on the back foot in general in order to uh, yeah. be able to uh, box like that and you be able to okay. be able to throw punches like that. But we'll see. Yeah, you know, I, I hope it's a good fight. People are, are taking this Canelo and Khan fight. Like I'm against Amir. I'm actually rooting for Amir in the fight. You know, uh, because I'm yeah. I'm friendlier with Amir. Uh, I respect both guys and I respect the fact that Amir is going up. But I just, if if Amir gets hurt, there's a lot of people to blame, and that's the problem here. Because Amir has yeah. Amir is a, is a good fighter. He's a good guy, and it's just there it was just a lot of options for a, a a fighter with his name recognition to 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 maybe yeah. be taken something to an, in another direction. But we'll see. We'll see which way the fight goes, Pete. Okay. And uh, I want to just one more quick question. I'm sorry if I take too long, but no, no, go ahead, Pacquiao Bradley, uh, do you think this would uh, maybe be actually a really good fight just for the fact because Pacquiao, who knows, he could be taking extra whey protein shakes or maybe he's <laughs> off of them or yeah, wearing down. Yeah. Um, Bradley is looks like you know this is the last day in his career. Maybe he wants to go ahead and you know, get Pacquiao, get him out of there, and get another payday. He might, he has more gas in his tank in his career. So, do you think this could actually be a like a maybe a barn burner? I, I you know, I, I've given it some thought. I, I think Teddy helps Tim Bradley out in the corner. I think he'll fight, make him fight a more disciplined style. But trust me, with the long layoff, I've also wondered how many pro extra protein shakes Pacquiao's taken as well. So I, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So that that is also something that, we'll uh, a little we'll uh, intangible that comes into the mix. So we'll find that on fight night. Yeah. I do think we'll see a disciplined Ted, uh, Tim Bradley, and I do hope we see an exciting fight nonetheless. Thanks okay. for the call, brother. Thanks for the call, right, brother. Thank you, man. You need to get on the Joe Rogan podcast, man. I hope that so. I hope so. One awesome day. Podcast. Joe's a good guy. Okay. Yo. Another call? Yeah. Good afternoon. It's Team Malalaji in the building. Yeah. Team Malalaji in the building, fellas. How you doing, guys? What's up, champ? It's me, Carlos from Perth, New Jersey, bro. He's your number one fan, bro. Carlos, how you doing, brother? Good to hear from you. How's everything going? Yo, champ, I got my love for you. You don't even know, man. That's P. He knows what's up. That's Umberto, bro. Nick, Nikki. I appreciate I it, man. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you, I see, I, I, I catch you on our social, man. I we appreciate the love a lot. Me, me and the guys, we appreciate the love and the support, always. Yo, thanks for the call, bro. That's Peter. You, you already know, man. God bless you, man. I got mad love for you. Yo, champ, real quick. Oh, uh, Tommy's fighting March nineteenth, this Saturday. You gonna be there? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna be. I'm, the actually, I'm actually in Miami this Saturday, but uh, I will definitely, I will be catching uh, Tommy uh, uh, at a later date, probably on his next date. I'm, I'm, I've been traveling a lot lately. I have to be in Miami uh, Thursday. I'm heading to Miami. Bro, believe me, I know you're the busiest, bro. You're like the busiest fighter in the world. I tell people all the time, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt. Thanks, brother. Yeah, Thanks, talk bro. to you soon, crazy, Carlos. We get to other calls, my man. Be safe. Hello. Hello. Yo. Brooklyn to the world. How you guys doing? What's going on? What's up? Big fan of you, Paulie. What's up, my man? 
What's up? I got a question for you. Who are Who are you? Uh, I'm George. What's up, George? George, that's Seth. I actually met you a while back at ESPN Friday Night Fight. My man, good to good to hear from you again. How you doing? When Algeria fought uh, Emmanuel uh, Taylor. Emmanuel Taylor. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that fight. I remember that fight. It was in Long Island. All right, very nice. Uh, I got a question. Go ahead. You guys look at the UFC where we got like uh, all these top fighters fighting under one roof, right? They all got one boss. Do you ever see something like that happening in boxing where there's an organization that is formed, or is all the or or you know? All these fights going to have trouble being uh, made. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? It's funny. We got into that last week a little bit with We're PBC. Trying. PBC tried to. Uh, it's trying to basically attempt that. Um, and I got some tweets on online about people saying, "Hey, the, PB, the PBC, the UFC formula doesn't work because those fighters get taken advantage of." But if you have an honest person, and Al Heyman, trust me, Al Heyman is an honest person when it comes to paying fighters. Uh, he takes care of the fighters financially very well. Um, if you have an honest person running that kind of model, I do think it can work. PBC is attempting it. It's just, it's you know, in boxing, the it takes a little longer to, to, either, right? from, to taking. Yeah. PBC is basically using the UFC model, except that we actually take care of our fighters. The fans are actually the fans are actually too busy hating on it and complaining about it, Yeah, uh, which I don't understand. You're, you're watching fights that are for free. What are you complaining about? You know what I mean? To be honest, it was you guys that got me behind the PBC. Right. Think about it. You, you get to watch fights for free. Why would you complain? And, you know? and later this year, you, I think you're going to see some good fights. I mean, you have Julian Williams uh, just became the mandatory against uh, uh, Jamal Charlo. I think that's a phenomenal fight. Um, I think I, I believe. Don't quote me on it, but I believe the Spence and Algeria fight becomes Kel Brook's mandatory. Uh, so that you know, oh, that's wow. a possible barn burner that's later in the year. You know, and uh, you know, a, a couple other fights. You know, you have to let PBC marinate first. You, you build up. We, we, I think we built up a lot of the names. Uh, in the first year, uh, we wanted to put them out there. Maybe, uh, okay, not all the fights were competitive. Some were, some weren't. But I think as you build up the names, you can now build up those names and then make them fight each other. But you got to you gotta let the thing marinate first and, and actually get those names up there and the public familiar with them. George, honestly, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of Top Rank or Bob Arum. But right, yeah, yeah. But but I'm a fight fan. They, they have one or two fighters, and then they they fight up uh, against a bunch of bums. No, but you know what? At the end of the day, I'm still a fight fan. So when they put on a show, I still watch it. Yeah, that's yeah, the point yeah, I'm, I'm making. Fighting. You know what I mean? So you want to see Crawford put on a show, right? So so when people started bashing PBC because they didn't like Al Heyman, I didn't get it because. At the end of the day, you're still watching the sport you like to watch. So just because I'm not crazy about Bob Arum doesn't mean I'm not going to watch Crawford. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks for the call, guys. brother. We appreciate Thanks, the love. Thank you. And uh, right, we'll uh, wait from you soon. We'll take some other calls. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, Brooklyn to the world. Am I there? Who's this? <laughs> it's Paul. Who? It's Paul. Paul, I'm right here. <laughs> Who's this? No, how you over there from over here? <laughs> You're over there. <laughs> we're, all, we're over here now, cuz. You, you, you gotta explain something to me. How am I over there if I'm over here, bro? <laughs> We've been over here. <laughs> Who's been over oh, here, yeah, bro? Turn it up, turn it up. <laughs> so what's going on? Who is this? Do we, 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 do we have a name for the caller? Yeah, yeah, Paulie. Paulie Paul M. Paulie M. Is that is that the promo code? <laughs> yeah, the promo code, man. You you can use on anything, man. You put on any coupon, coupon, whatever. Is it Robbie? That's Robbie. It's Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> we have an imposter among the callers. This is not this is not a random caller. This is our boy Robbie. What are you doing? What's going on, guys? Nothing, nothing. We're uh, taking our, our first show, taking some calls. Where uh, okay. so far we've kept it uh, PG with the boxing. We haven't gotten into politics, but you know I'm sure. Okay. Uh, 
I'm sure we'll, some people will call about our political views as well, right? We, we don't share oh, the same man, political that's, that's views as many be, people. That's going to be a dangerous topic, bro. It's going to be a headache. <laughs> Eric, yo, get, say your say your YouTube channel. I want everybody to see all the interviews you did where you imitated Paulie. All right, so uh, um, on YouTube, you can find me on Robbie Alessandro. You put it all together: R O B B I E A L E S S A N V R O. I have to spell it because there's a lot more on there. Yeah, of course, Robbie Alessandro. Of course, Robbie Alessandro. He just spelled it for you guys. Robbie Alessandro and my old page, which is Believe Robbie, he lies. You put it all together, and that's. I think I have two imitations of Paulie. Believe Mara, Robbie, he lies, and Robbie is spelled with an IE at the end, not a Y. R O B B I E. Believe Robbie, exactly. he lies. Robbie, Robbie with an IE. You should you exactly. should consider you should consider making a new YouTube page and making the names a little longer. Yeah, I know, bro. You know what? Yeah, they're not long enough, Robbie. It. You know, it's not confusing <laughs> enough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like a novel for my yeah. fucking page. <laughs> you want to make them shorter, cause so people have a good time getting to you. Yo, Robbie, Robbie, we gotta yeah, take Robbie. some other calls. Hit me up, Robbie. You actually, have my number. You can hit me up on my phone too. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna text you later. I go. All right, cause All right, we'll talk I'll later. On the show, guys. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> Yo, welcome to the world. Who's this? He's disconnected. That's it. Well, was that our last call? For now. All right, we got to take a little break. Let's talk. Let's talk a little politics. We took a little break, and we'll take. A, what are we taking? A, we're taking like a real break, or we're we just gonna no, go we're right take, to the politics. We're taking a phone break. We're taking a phone break. Let's take a phone break. Yeah. You know. By, by the way, next week uh, we want our British callers to call too. If uh, if we don't, when I mean, we don't want to cost you an arm and a leg and uh, expenses, but the phone number today didn't add the the country code for the British people to call. It's plus one, plus one, and then the number we on our Twitter. So uh, I might be able to hook up Skype. I should have known that. I should have known, have known I that because known you that. have to been to England with me and you do know the, how to call back home to the U.S. What happened? What are we doing over here? Brooklyn to the world. Oh, Who's this? Yo, champ, Paulie, can you please shout out Team, team Explosivo? Team Explosivo. We, Yo, we you got know, you. Team you, Explosivo. Shout out to Team Explosivo. Boom. God bless you, champ. That's how it will. All Thanks, right, pal. Buddy. All right. All right, so we got some shout-outs for the kids and everything. So what up? The Mercon. Yeah, sure. But what um, <laughs> what I was saying. What, uh, no, I, I should have known that. But Yeah, the plus one. I, uh, plus one. But the producer is supposed to set these things like up. Like when you come to the right, club, plus right. one, right? Or you RSVP, you right. do the plus one. No? The producer is supposed that to that do works? that. What's your problem? The plus one. Plus yeah. one what? You On know, like when you RSVP number. like for a wedding and stuff, you do plus one. You got to do that to call us from England too or call us from any other country. I, so. I don't do internet. And being that I'll, I'll, a lot of our loyal listeners are from England and a lot of our uh, our IG and, and Twitter followers are from England, you guys got to do the plus one. So it's like, it's like the RSVP type of thing, you know? We're doing a little domestic test this week. It's a domestic <laughs> test. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be more organized next week. Trial too. Right now we got era. calls flying in. We're, we don't even get names. We just got... Who's yelling at what and whatnot? <laughs> but it's been, it's been cool. It, we dabbled in the calls for right, the fans right, this week. Right. It's been pretty cool. I can be over here when you're over there. Yeah, I'm over here. That kid's so, funny. I like that guy. Yeah, everybody Seth, check do out me Robbie's a favor. Go on Craigslist because you always search stuff. Find me Craigslist. a producer. Uh, fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Seth, you gonna take that from him? Only take that from him. Look, I, that's right, Spider. Don't take no shit from nobody. You tell him. Tell him. He's tell got, him. A, he's got the mirror to fucking say bad stuff about. Yeah. Him. I'm not saying anything. Go ahead, hit the button if you want to hit the button. What, what we got calls? Hit the button That's twice. The we got to make, we got, go ahead. There you go. Brooklyn to the world! <laughs> oh! 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 Lost, would you? <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> oh, Blake. Blake. Blake, hey. what's going on? Balaki. It's on Twitter. Balaki. Blake. <laughs> Blake. How are you? What's up, man? What's going on, man? Not, Not much. How you doing? What, how can we help you, Blake? Blake, where are, are you? you? I'm in Charlotte. 
Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Carolina Panthers in the building. Oh, how about, hey, how about them, man? What, a, what are you going to do next that, year? Hey, you guys will be back next year. You guys will be back uh, next don't year. Don't worry. It, it, it ain't a thing. But what I'm talking about right now is the Tar Heels. I'm te- Paulie. Tar Heels. Yeah, NCAA uh, tournament. You guys got a number one. You guys got a top seed. Oh, of course. What about the what about the ACC got two top seeds? They got Virginia and North Carolina, two number oh. one seeds in the tournament from the ACC. Oh, no, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect Virginia after they lost in the ACC to the champ, the Tar Heels. But yeah. you know what? It's but you know what it is? They they beat you Zerla not that long before, right? Blake, I got to be honest with you. Pete, he's not a big NCAA guy. I, I'm a bit bigger than him. I got to be honest with you. I don't really watch college. I I find it like boring. It's March Madness. I, and how do you find you? March Madness boring? Uh, You're a jerk off. Blake, rather, Blake, don't listen to this jerk off. Go get your hey Pete. Go get your shine box. We're yeah, yeah go <laughs> fucking shine box. I rather I rather watch fucking I rather watch Bernie Sanders eat Hillary's fucking oh, rusty shit. cunt. Holy. Oh, oh, oh! oh. Hey, they want you want Bernie Sanders fans to stop you know ruining Trump's rallies. We're not tell them it's a job fair. They won't come. <laughs> Blake, you're going to get us on those political rants. We're going to get a lot of hate mail again. People are not a fan of our political views, right. as we call them. Hey, Blake's from North Carolina. Did, did, how, many, uh, how many Trump supporters over there? Oh, Maron, I don't know. <laughs> Blake, you sound like you're a former New Yorker. You're saying words like Maron and everything. What's going on oh. over here? It's my family. They're, they're out on Long Island, and you know exactly. Now it. we know where you get. Now we know. Where, now we. Why, well, now we understand. The, come on, man! I got the. I got the horn on the neck. I got yeah. it. <laughs> Beautiful. That's what we love. We love to hear from. We love to hear from that. Boom. Wait, Boom. Hey, oh. Bla- hey, Blake. You call it sauce or gravy? Gravy. Get that. No. No, Blake. No. Blake. <laughs> Blake. You stupid fuck. What? Don't take that shit, Blake. Don't take that shit, Blake. If you oh, if you, you see Peter. You, I, oh, I give you permission to take it up with him one on one. I won't I jump in. Me and Seth, the referee, will be the judges. <laughs> Beautiful. Blake, good to hear from yeah. you, brother. No, good to hear from you, Paulie. Keep it going, man. I love the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. All right. So back to our. Is there like a limit on the calls we get? Because we can't even get into like a little rant without like jumping in and getting we, calls. We can let it sit, man. Like, so let it sit we can let it marinate. Sorry. Yeah, is that what we do? We're gonna let him marry. By the way, before we get into a political, what about the Champions League? Can this TV start working? It's broken. Uh, I you know I gotta get the score right now. I gotta look at my phone and I gotta get the scores. Right. You know, the Champions League is back. I don't get to see these scores. Wait, this, this, you know, this, right now we got the PSV game against Atletico Madrid. It's neck and neck. I mean, we had a Man City and Dinamo Kiev ended in the first. Uh, wow, 0-0, 97th minute. They're in extra. They're in extra time with Atletico and PSV. We're gonna miss a shootout because because you guys don't have a TV. Hey, who's ske- get- who scheduled this podcast? Dude, because we I'm uh, under the assumption every week that we have a TV in studio, it's actually gonna work. It's broken. Every week, it's broken. Seriously, it's, it's the nah. same broken. It's the yeah. same broken. Well, as I'm, last I'm gonna broken. go on podcast strike if my TV doesn't work next week. All right, I, I need I need these games because we always schedule either Tuesday or Wednesday episode of the podcast. But next, and now every week the Champions League games are on Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. Come in next week though. We have two sponsors. We have two sponsors? Yeah. yeah. Well, tell the sponsors <laughs> to fix our TV. Can we get a sponsor that gives? Can we get a TV sponsor? Can we get a, a, a cable sponsor or something? Somebody to help us with these with this shit. I'm gonna miss the shootout. The Atletico and then PSV. They, the first game was zero zero. The second leg is zero zero. They're in extra time. These guys can't score. I'm it's gonna happy. go to a shootout. I'm happy. My buddy sent me some Coronas. Boom. Well, we have we have a Corona sponsor at least. So, uh, yeah, Pist- Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete, aka Peter, Peter Cards. He's happy. Yeah, he's we got happy. some. So we got some uh, beer. Corona. Maybe we can get some some other sponsors. Well, once the people keep agreeing with our political views the way they agree with. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a maybe Trump could sponsor us. So we had a 
my debate last week, right? Was it last week? Was it last week? Yeah, yeah I mean, we're already in the new week, so it was yeah, last yeah. week the Republican debate. It was a little less uh, volatile, should I say, right? These, I, feel like, I feel like everybody got along a little better, you know? Um, you know, they didn't agree totally, but they got along a little better. We got another call? All right, take the call. Take the call. We're going to have to get some organization in this thing. All right. Brooklyn to the world! <laughs> Paulie! What's up? Yo, Paulie, we don't need no Donald Trump as president. We need a Paulie, man. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, I know. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the support, bro. But I, I, can't, I can't dabble into politics like that, honestly. Yes, you can. I'm, I'm a guy who understands his limitations. I don't, no, you can do it. Dude, I don't know. Yes, politics is a complicated thing. Throw a bunch of complicated thing. I don't know. I don't know. Be my Nazi. <laughs> who are we Wait, talking Paulie, to? Let's get it. Come on. What's yeah. your name, bro? Yeah, I'm JC from Pertanboy. Jersey! Boy. Maybe if I get Peter Cards in my running mate. What do you think of that? Yeah. Paulie Malinaji. Uh, now you're going to lose. Malinaji Cards. 2016. <laughs> <laughs> no? That's Boom. Kidding. I don't know. What do you think about Donald Trump? I support Donald Trump. I mean, listen. Here's the thing, and here's the thing about here's the thing about Donald Trump. Everybody wants to call him a racist and and, and everything else because he doesn't uh, agree with certain things. But there's clearly many things that prove he's not a racist. He's just trying to change things for what he views as a positive is in a positive direction. I know a lot of people don't agree with it, but you can't call somebody a racist every time you don't fucking agree with him. I mean, it's the most ludicrous thing I ever heard in my life. He, ben Carson just endorsed him. I mean, they, Mike Tyson right. endorses him. Right. I mean. What, were they not black enough? I don't understand. Like, uh, they, you can't go with the race card when the race card doesn't belong. And when you keep pulling the race card every second, and and the race card doesn't belong every second, you're probably it, the racist. Oh yeah, you're probably the racist. It actually gets annoying because there's right. actually legitimate times where you can pull the race card. And if you're gonna be the the boy that cried wolf and pull it out every second and talk about it every second, even when it's not there, then people are gonna it's gonna lose its legitimacy at the times when you need and when you do need to pull it because there's legitimate times when you do need to pull it, you know. So I just feel like it's, it's an overused card, uh, uh, Trump cards for lack of for right. no pun intended. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. Know what I see? Nice. Know what I mean, JC? Yeah, I understand. Can I say one more thing before I before I go hang ahead, up? JC? Real quick, go ahead. Manny Pacquiao is the worst fighter ever. All right, I'm JC, JC. I wouldn't call him the worst fighter ever, JC. If people think I just hate Manny Pacquiao just for the sake of hating him, I, I wouldn't call him the worst fighter ever. But yeah, um, I do believe he cheated. So yeah, well, well, I, little, I, I, he loses. He loses a little luster in my in my book. But he's you know he's still a pretty good fighter. He's just not as good as everybody thought he was. Fuck, anyway, fuck JC, Pacquiao. I wouldn't say he's the worst fighter ever. Though. I, I wouldn't go that far. I, even I can't agree with that. <laughs> He's good with steroids. I mean, I mean, all right. I think I'm talking <laughs> too much. I'll see you, Paulie. Thank you for talking to me. Yo, later, guys. Later, man. See ya. What do we got? Another call? Double hit. Double hit. Brooklyn to the world. Who's this? This is Andrew Whitaker. Yo, Andrew, Andrew Whitaker. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good, good. good. How, how you? you doing, buddy? I'm good, thanks. I'm listening to your show all the time, by the way. I'm traveling around the world and always put on the From Brooklyn to the World uh, Thanks, podcast. man. We appreciate that support. We appreciate that love, Andrew. Yeah, how, what can we do for you today? Love you as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was asking about uh, Kel Brook, actually. I'm a big fan of his. Um, they have been met, they've been talking about HBO wanting the Cotto Brook fight, and Cotto apparently said no, according to Eddie Hearn, anyway. Mm -hmm. I wanted to hear a little bit about uh, your thoughts on it. I think Kel Brook is possibly... In my in my opinion, he's the best welterweight mm. in the world. In my opinion, people are gonna say, "Oh, well, who did he beat? Who is?" It doesn't just yeah. go by who you beat at a certain point. If, if you can't get the big yeah, fights, and you're looking for the big fights. You just have to. It just has to be downright 
apparent that there's a reason everybody's avoiding you, even with a world championship. Um, I thought the way he handled Sean Porter and the and the way Sean Porter's been looking was, recently, the way brilliant. he handled him is a it's a big statement. Um, I was so I I really can't blame Cotto for trying to not want to fight him if that's really the case because Cotto's built up his name and yeah, he's, he's yeah. not trying to lose luster, losing to a, you know risking against a very dangerous opponent who doesn't yet have that world-renowned uh, name yet. I mean, the, the sure. World Championship for Brook, you hope, eventually attracts guys that want to take it from him. But as of Absolutely. now, um, I don't see any takers, man. I don't see any takers. And it's a shame because, you know, you're only in your prime for so long. I felt like that's what happened to Junior Witter, who was uh, I thought was an amazing fighter in his prime, and uh, I felt like his prime got wasted. Um, I just hope that, you know, the difference with Junior Witter and Kel Brook is that uh, Kel has a very capable promoter. He has a very capable very guy who's who can really push the envelope. And I think Eddie Hearn will eventually find a way to do that. You hope he can because uh, Kel deserves to be seen in his prime. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. Uh, I was actually disappointed you didn't commentate on the, the Porter-Brook uh, fight because I thought uh, Brook handled the physicality of Porter really well. Yeah, so That was did. the biggest I, issue of, uh, or the biggest benefit of the fight because Porter's really used to being the stronger guy, but Brook actually handled him, especially later on in the fight. I'd, I'd yes, yes, I, I, I was very impressed as well. Um, the the true welterweight in Kel really showed there. You know, uh, yeah. uh, a, a guy who's a former super lightweight will have trouble handling Porter's physicality because, uh, you know, yeah. the natural sheer size he has the advantage in, but... Kel's a true welter. I feel like I feel like Kel is on the border of being a junior middleweight, even you know. So he I, is. I feel like having that extra physicality in his, in his um, in his, it's part of his arsenal. You have to say essentially, mm. he was able to kind of stop Porter in his tracks and then force him to box when he didn't want to box. And uh, it was a impre- very impressive performance, especially seeing how how much Porter has really uh, shown uh, since the fight uh, and even just right before that fight. So you know, uh, very impressive win. You just hope that uh, it's appreciated enough for Kel to really uh, get these big names uh, because he, yeah. it's obvious it's not for a lack of trying you know he's, he's trying to get these big names so we'll see if he can get anybody in the ring, when it, ring Andrew ring. Andrew this yeah. is this is Peter um, hey Peter what's Peter. up mate? <laughs> um, how's it going I, I hear a lot of people I guess they're they're Brooke haters that say that that right. the fight with uh, Porter was close I don't know what they were watching but uh, right I agree I, I think he was phenomenal in that fight um, I also I also feel that he's the the best welterweight in the world right now. Um, do you so know? That, do you know what mm-hmm. what the the negotiations with him and Cotto, what the offer was for what weight class? Was it a forty seven? One fifty one fifty four. One fifty four. One fifty four. Which I, I, which, I, which goes to show you, I really do believe Kel is ready to move up. Yeah, um, I feel like he's definitely. I feel like he's a guy. I I don't know the real re- the. Uh, I don't know what the reason was for the Chavez fight falling out, but I did hear some rumors that he was having trouble with weight for the Diego Chavez. Yeah, fight. so I, so again, I, I don't know. I I feel like that he's been out for so long that they wouldn't jump out of the fight just because of of weight issues. They would probably pr- uh, postpone it. Um, yeah. But if, let me ask you a question, Paul. You you've commented on a few of on, of Brooks' fight. Have you ever stood next to him? Uh, yeah, yeah, I stood next to him. I'm even, uh, I, I actually uh, even worked uh, uh, the the Frock Andre Ward card, the Frock Andre oh, okay, Ward okay. fight in Atlantic yeah, City a few was, years he back. Was, uh, Brooke yeah, was uh, j- for just a regular kind of opponent on the undercard just to get yeah. him some American exposure. And I, I remember I yeah. talked to Brooke at the weigh-in there. I remember thinking, you know, he's a he's a physically big man. You know, he's a. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, Bruno. You know he's a he's a he's a, his, his legs you know, he's a big guy, but like, right, yeah. and, and he's a, a a a guy who, although he doesn't fight in a physical way, can hurt and can physically impose himself on a welterweight. So, yeah. I, I think he will. Ha- I, let me put it this way: I think he's more suitable uh, moving up to junior middleweight than say Amir Khan is. Well, Amir Khan was mm. fought at much lighter weights, yeah. and I don't know if he's yeah. suited to uh, keep jumping up the weight. I feel like Brook is more suited to be a junior middleweight. But Andrew, thanks yeah. for the call, man. We appreciate it. Can, and, uh, can I can I say one last thing? Go ahead. 
Peter, I, I wrote you a tweet about five months ago saying that, uh, that Tyson Fury would beat Vladimir Klitschko. And you asked me what I had smoked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peter Card's on the spot. Nice one, Andrew. I got to admit, even I didn't see that one coming. I hope you stub your toe, you fuck. <laughs> Andrew, we love you. Thanks for All the right, call, guys. brother. See ya. Brooklyn to the world! Oh, shit. Paulie M. <laughs> it's Paulie right here. That was Peter, what but here's Paulie. Oh, shit. Paulie, Peter. What up? What's going on? Is Nikki in there? Nah, Nikki, no, Nikki not today. today. We uh, hope to have him next right, week. All right. Hey, this is a 512 foot doctor from Austin, Texas. Just wanted to show love. Oh, Thank nice, you, brother. Man. Thank you. We love Austin. We, I was there for Formula One a couple of years ago. I love got it. you. I got you. Did love what you're doing. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Keep being a fucking champion. Pete, Paul, Peter, keep drinking suds. And Seth, keep being the Jew. We love it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We love the support, of course. Support for, for the whole staff. Boom. That's what we love. That's what we love. Thanks for the call, brother. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, boys. Later. Any other call? Okay, so back to what we're going. Yeah, uh, here's the thing: we gotta, folks. Yes. We make an announcement on Twitter or somewhere. Like, okay, no more calls. We gotta actually like focus on like a certain topic now because the, the we gotta organize our calls a little better. This is our first experimentation with dabbling in the calls. Uh, I think we did all right. We did all right. We yeah. did all right. We just uh, lose track of the the subject matter until we get to the racist from Texas. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean the racist from Texas? He I'm loves just, the Jew. I'm just. Kidding. He loves the Jew. I don't know. We got support for the Jews in the yeah. office. <laughs> anyway, at least somebody does. Yeah, what do you mean? Because yeah. well, well, Trump doesn't love Jews either, right? <laughs> Trump doesn't love anybody. Somehow Trump is everybody. Trump hates everybody. Apparently, he hates everybody, but he loves. But but somehow enough people like him to from the being the Republican lead in the GOP. So I saw a, a tweet from Shane Mosley today, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody linked me on the tweet. I, I I don't really follow Shane's tweets like that, but somebody linked me on the tweet and he said uh, this Trump thing has allowed me to. Uh, Really reassess people or something. I don't quote me verbatim. Basically, he said like uh, racist, ghetto, and liars or something like that. And again, we're going back to the whole uh, racist thing with Donald Trump. But I, I want to address certain things here, and I, I don't want it to come off the wrong way. So I'm going to try to address it in a way where here's why I feel like it's coming from a good place with Trump, even though at times he's a bit berserk. He is, even I admit it. Um, when it comes to the when it comes to the uh, uh, race debate, first of all, there's enough black people, name black people that are supporting Trump. Um, I think he has a, a method in mind as far as creating jobs. Um, uh, he's a, been a, a proven businessman. He wants to run the country like a business. And I really think you have to run any you have to run the country like a business because running any country is basically a business. So would you want uh, your head, uh, a CEO of your corporation or COO of your corporation, you know, to be a businessman? I think I would, you know, because finances are very important. That's one thing where I think Democrats are very lacking is the whole uh, financial part of of of, uh, of the presidency and also the uh, national security part of the presidency. I feel like uh, Democrats you know, are basically like hipsters in office, like where just anything goes, eh, we'll be all right, you know, let's, yeah, everything for everybody, like, what what the fuck are you going to do with the real legitimate problems we have? You have to, you have to address them and actually have a, a real, a real solution for them. The whole Bernie Sanders, everybody's socialism, that doesn't work. We already know that doesn't work. No socialist government has ever worked in history. Why the fuck is it going to work now? You know, what, is he going to be the first socialist to ever have a successful government? Like, like, I, I, are there that many stupid people out there that, that that already don't know the history of socialism? You know, so I don't think they know what it means. That's no, the they don't. Problem. They just hear Bernie Sanders giving everybody a, a 
promising everybody a free ride, you know, as Democrats do. They were just promising, ah, cheaper schools, ah, cheaper this, ah, more right. government aid. Buddy, where do you think he's getting the money? I don't understand. What, what, what is he going to, he's going to, he's going to sink the entire ship to, for what? For what? What is he going to do? Yeah, if you're going to get people, if you're going to put money into another spot, you have to take it from somewhere else. And you have to kind of have the right balance here because if you eliminate the money from the upper class, you're going to eliminate the people that actually give the jobs, the business owners. You know, I know people personally with this Obamacare and stuff like that that have fired a lot of people from their businesses, from their jobs. And it's, this has created less jobs because you have to kind of announce everybody on your staff and then have a, a, a certain amount of no, – if you're over a certain number of, of people that work for you, there's like an extra tax now because of the Obamacare or whatnot. You have to pay like an extra tax. So I know people – I'm not going to name their names – and who own businesses that have had to lower their staff? They've they've told me like I gotta fire people because over over this per, over this amount is uh you know there's higher taxes there's this and that. So what what is this actually solving? You're putting people back on unemployment. Oh oh, but if you put people back on unemployment, Hillary and Bernie save the day. Let's just we'll just throw them more free money. So like there's no there's no actual solution there. You know there's no you, you have to if you're gonna take from somewhere, it's gotta be from somewhere else. And it, but it's gotta mean an even in an even even strategy and i'm not i'm not saying there's even a perfect way to do this but some of it is just common sense you know yeah we're not we're not here to say that we have the perfect plan that's not that's not the issue we're not running for president right what i'm saying is exactly. I, not yet not right, yet not, not, not no ever. that's what i mean but <laughs> people have people have no like, way not ever <laughs> people get like angry if you vote if you plan yeah, po politics on are like a really uh touchy subject nowadays yeah no, because everybody wants to this, throw the race card in this there. campaign yeah I, uh, and, and it's a bit, uh, it's a bit frustrating. Um, again, Bernie, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, I forget Bernie Sanders, Ben Carson it just endorsed Donald Trump, and I feel like that's a very exemplary, not only human being, but a very exemplary black man. He showed how to do it by going coming from the very bottom. Odds against him, just like odds are against many black people and many people in general on that side of the poverty line, and he showed that with self belief, determination. And a no excuse, no bullshit mentality. You can overcome anything because that's what that's what makes America great. You can overcome anything. Opportunities, yeah. yeah opportunity, and you create your own opportunities. Granted, America doesn't have as many opportunities as it used to. I will say that, but nonetheless, if you have a strong character and a strong-minded person, and are willing to, when the hurdles come your way, not give up, but continuing to keep continuing to jump those hurdles and continue to stay the course. There is a success at the end of the tunnel. I feel like Ben Carson is a very big example of that. People, I've heard like black people say, oh, you know what, I, I, we can't relate to him. Well, but Ben Carson's a black guy, first of all, and, and he's endorsed Trump, and Trump loves him and all this stuff. So automatically, like, the whole race thing is out the window because Carson endorsed Trump, not the other way around. Okay? Right. So, so, so automatically, you toss the bullshit race card out the, out the window just off that alone. But there's other reasons, but we're going to just stick to right. this one right Carson now. Carson is endorsing I've, a racist? That I've heard, wouldn't make I've, any sense. I've, I've heard also... People say, oh, well, we can't relate to Ben Carson. He's not like us. How is that the case, though? You, what, because you have to explain to me how is that the case when this guy started at the bottom, which a lot of you know people in the, on the poverty line are at the bottom. He started in a, in a single-family household where he's raised, where you know no father, which a lot of people are these days, a lot of uh, African-Americans are these days. Had a mother, you know, he was getting in trouble. Um, he was getting into trouble, just like you know, a lot of people in that situation get are, are in trouble. Shit, I was raising a, you know, my mom was a single mom for a little while, and you know, I was raising a, a split family. Even I got in trouble at that age, you know. Ben turned it around though, you know, and his mom in, instituted certain, certain uh, norms and guidelines in his head, and Ben took to it. I think Ben realized early on that hey, man, if I'm gonna change my life for the positive, I'm gonna, I have to go in this route, not this other route, you know. 
I can't say it was easy. Listen, the guy's a neurosurgeon. Yeah, and being a neurosurgeon, anybody, listen, anybody who's a neurosurgeon doesn't get there by happenstance or by chance or anything like that. You know, you have to work your way up. They don't just give away those uh, PhDs, you know, especially <laughs> to that level, to that degree. And the guy wasn't born like, well, you know, like a lot of doctors. Oh, my, oh, my father was a doctor or my father was a dentist, you know, so you just continued the family trade. The guy started from the bottom and now he's here. Right. You know what I mean? And he's really here. And Fact. I feel like it's an exemplary prison, not just for black people. People like that are examples for all human beings. You know what I mean? Right. People that are, are able to overcome against against tough odds. You know, th those are feel-good stories, you know? So here's this guy now. He supports Trump, not the other way around. He supports Trump. So you got to eliminate the, the race card. But at the same time, you get those people that say, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, I, I, we can't relate to him. What can't you relate? Because if you can't relate to the fact that he started where maybe you started, the same level, and you can relate to him then, but then all of a sudden he made himself better. If you can't relate to him because you can't, you don't have the drive or the motivation, or maybe you make the excuses to get to the next level, then honestly, you're a shit human being. Forget the black, white, forget anything. Because all of us have hurdles. Black people have hurdles. Asian people have hurdles. Latinos have hurdles. Uh, white people have hurdles. We all have hurdles in overcoming. Life does not give you anything. And life, I feel like every generation, life becomes more difficult and more difficult and more difficult. So you have to instill certain morals, certain guidelines into your kids because the next generation will just become even more difficult, you know? So if you don't have character, you're not going to make it through life. You just sit back on your ass and just blame the system. Sit back on your ass and say, oh, you know what, I can't catch a break. Sit back. It, nobody's going to feel bad for you, dude. Nobody, it, nobody's going to feel bad for you. Maybe Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton might feel bad for you. But how is that going to solve the overall problem later on? How is that, how is that going to build more motivation for people to, to stay with this mental way of thinking, which is to keep getting ahead, to keep striving, no matter what hurdle gets in front of me I'm, it's I'm, it's not gonna break me it may bend me it may be a setback but i'm gonna do it you know it's sometimes life isn't fair but it i'm sure ben carson didn't reach the neurosurgeon level and and i didn't come across certain hurdles that maybe he may maybe he doubted and said you know what man i don't know if i can do this this is gonna be we tough. all get to those points anybody who's accomplished anything in life anybody who's accomplished anything real in life myself included have had those have had those nights where you go to sleep, you put your head on your pillow and say, "Can I really do this? Can I? Can I? Am I really going to be able to pull this off? Like, this is so difficult. This is so tough. But it's the people with character. They go to sleep. They fall asleep with those thoughts. They wake up in the morning. They're ready to attack the fucking day again. They're ready to attack the day again and ready to stay motivated with those same goals. It doesn't mean the next day is going to be a better day either. Sometimes there's more than one bad day. Sometimes there's one more, more than one day that, that gives you that, that creates that doubt in your mind. But again, it's important. To wake up in the fucking morning, rest yourself, wake up in the fucking morning and attack the same, attack the day again. Forget the excuses, forget everything. And I feel like Ben Carson is somebody all African Americans should be able to relate to because he comes from the bottom and he's here. So whether you come from the bottom uh, and you're any race, so whether you not come from the bottom and you're any race, this is still a guy who is, has been an exemplary person. And honestly, he endorsed Trump. If Trump uh, uh, uses him uh, in his in his staff, I feel like uh, a, a Trump Carson uh, presidential that would, be awesome. would, would yeah. be awesome. I, I, you know, totally. I, I really I, I like Carson. He's just, he sucks at debates because he's too. Too, he's too, too docile. He's yeah. too patient. But that's because he's thinking. It's yeah. because the fucking guy's thinking. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe it's bad for a debate, but that means the guy's thinking. He's such a thinker. That's why he is where he is in life, you know? Bro, he, he separated Siamese twins and operated on their brains while they were still in the womb. Yeah. 
and, you don't and think before that surgery. No, but you said like rough times where you approach something and say this is going to be tough. You don't think he sat there and said, "Man, this is going to be tough. It's never been done before." Yeah, but he did it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to show you the people that accomplished, the people that you look to jump those barriers. It's never been done before. You don't think people you went up to him and say, "Listen, bro." Yeah, this I don't know. Is, I don't know about this. I don't you think know? you should try this one. He has his swag not, now because of all the confidence he's yeah. built up, all the things he's done. And again, that's an exemplary figure. Right. It's an exemplary figure. Life is life doesn't give you handouts. This is an exemplary figure. So toss that race card out the window, please. Toss that race card out the window. Anybody that supports Trump, uh, um, if you don't, if you don't disagree, if you don't agree with them, I like honestly. Maybe I'm over the top too. I think anybody that supports uh, Bernie Sanders fucking sucks. I really, I, right. I, I, I see no, absolutely no reason to support Bernie Sanders. I, right. At least Hillary, some degree, or maybe you can find one or two things. You know, I'm not really with her either. But I, Bernie Sanders, I, I literally think like, what the fuck is this guy even? How is this guy even in a presidential race? How, how is anybody even supporting him? Because where does the future go? Because you gotta look at the future, bro. You can't, especially a lot of a lot of adults, a lot of people my age and younger have kids. Like, how is this guy gonna benefit the future? Because time doesn't go backwards; it goes forward. So like. You, you ever look at Bernie Sanders and think, like, long term, is this guy actually going to help us? I don't fucking think he's helping shit with that plan. You know, that plan sucks. But anyway, so <laughs> we don't agree. Um, if you don't, just because you don't agree with somebody doesn't make you have with anybody's political views. I mean, it has to be crazy. Like, you see these Trump uh, protesters you say, oh, you know what? Even television. Oh, you know what? You know, the, a lot of fights are happening at Donald Trump rallies. Bro, when do you see protesters showing up at anybody's rallies? Of course there's going to be fights. Like, nobody, I've never seen. Anybody's rallies have protesters. Like, right? Why are you there? And people are gonna say, "Oh, well, that's how you know he's he's no good because he has protesters." And get the fuck out of here, bro! You don't think people are getting paid to go to get to go protest at these people's? You know, people look at Trump like he's a novel figure. Here's the difference with Trump, and here's my theory. Again, this is my theory. So, no, uh, this is what my my thinking on this. Again, not not trying to offend anybody. But this is my thinking. Donald Trump is self-funded. Okay, so nobody he has no reason to kiss anybody's ass. He has no reason to. Um, say anything with a hidden agenda, like anybody else running for this presidential uh, uh, in this GOP, whether Democratic or Republican. He's the only guy who's self-funded. So anything he says has no hidden agenda. It's the, it's, it's 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 his intention to try to do the best he can without making this particular person happy or this particular group happy because they funded him. You know, so I feel like. These other people who have these funded, these people they're funding, you know, maybe they're paying certain processes to go up there and he mess called you up. out. He called out Jeb Bush for that. Yeah, um, forty-four million dollars. Uh-huh. You know, and and Jeb had, uh, I don't know, seven thousand people there when Trump. Trump had his, he had about fucking 17,000 people there. And then he's like, yeah, you're still not going to win. You're wasting $44 yeah, million. But it's not about that. It's also about, I feel like the, these people are, are, there's a hidden agenda to, to everybody else running. Because you yeah. have those people funding you. You have to, you know, th- th- listen, nobody funds a politician to run for president unless they feel like if I fund him, he's going to make certain decisions to benefit Right. Me. Nobody's going to do that. Listen, if you think anybody's legitimately trying to fund these other people without a hidden agenda, you're a fucking stupider than you think, okay? So As that's what politician. I like about Trump. He owes nobody anything. Right. He owes nobody anything. Now, As a politician, me, you got to kiss some ass now. That's going to take me to my next point, okay? I'm gonna, it's going to go point by point. Television doesn't back him. Nobody backs him. Even the Republican channels don't back him. Nobody backs him. You know, yet he's still the favorite in the in the Republican nomination again because even these channels they have their people. You know, there's there's politics behind the scenes and money moving around. You know, again, this is my my uh, my uh, hypothesis on all this. You know, well, also because he, I'll tell you why too. He's uh, he's not a conservative Republican uh, in in a lot of views. He, yeah, yeah. He's um, he's more liberal. 
Yeah, Republican. for by Republican standards, right. he's more liberal. Yes, but here's the thing because I don't always agree with what all Republicans. I'm gonna make get exactly. back to my. I'm gonna get back to my point with Trump because I don't. But he, you actually made a good point because I don't always agree. One thing I don't agree with Republicans is the whole American jobs thing. If I own a business, I want the best person for the job in every position, right. whether they are American, whether they are white, whether they are black, whether they are Hispanic or Latino or Asian. If I have certain positions open at my Fortune 500 company or whatever company I own. I want the best people to fill that position. And, and if, that, if that means a foreigner is the best person to fill that position, I want to have the option to, to hire a foreigner. Now you say, oh, well, well, American jobs, this and that. Well, that increases the competition for Americans. Then. You know what? Get better. If I have to hire right. a foreigner because he does a better job than any American I can find, shame on Americans. Look at our acting. Lift up. Yeah. Lift up your work ethic. Like I had a guy the other day on, on Twitter talk about how is Trump going to expand black jobs? What the fuck is a black job? Right. Can somebody explain to me what's a black job? Like, like all black porn. Like no, <laughs> like what's a black job? Well, jobs are jobs. Then then it's it's a cutthroat business. The best person for the job gets the job. What the fuck is a black job? You know what I mean? Wait, like why why does that even have to be addressed? We're in America. You know what I mean? So if you answer that, a wrong. job should be open to white, Wait. black, Hispanic, Latino, Asian. The best person for the job. But if you answer that wrong, you're you're considered a racist. You like if you if you just assume no, a certain not, no, job. No, you're not considered a racist. You're considered a racist only if the person asking it is racist. Right. You're not considered a racist if you answered the way I just answered. I'm sorry. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. You know what I'm trying to say? Like if you put a certain job, like because uh, if a black job. person is the person best for the job, then I'm hiring a black person. Okay, that's it. I want the person best. Best suited for that particular job that I may be hiring for. Right. Bottom line, you know what I mean? That's it. So, so, it does, but, so like, but like I said, what job? Like, if you just assume a job, they're like, wait, what? Why do black people have to do that? Oh, oh I don't know. I just you just said black job. Only, you know, black, like, only black porn is the only thing that comes to my mind. Right? Yeah. No, no, yeah well, well you people know, have their fetishes. Everything else is open to everybody else. Whether yeah. you're black or whether you're white or whether you're anything else, every job should be open to everybody. So else. they want That's the greatness of America. They okay? want the opportunity. Trump. And in 2016, we're not in the 50s now. 2016, I feel like every opportunity, every most jobs, almost every job, is pretty much out there, and it's, it can be open to whatever race you're, you're at. But the whole American to foreigners, listen, if the foreigners are better at a certain job, then I, I still believe the foreigners should get it. Well, wait, they want Trump to open up hip-hop studios? What are you talking about, dude? I'm making a point. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Black jobs. Cricket. Cricket. Yeah. Cricket. I don't get it. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Cricket. Yeah, I don't know. No, Cricket. but whatever, you, whatever, whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever we're going with this here. Let me get back to my train of thought. Um, Way to mess it up, Pete. Yeah. Kill my momentum. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> so uh, every job should. Uh, I feel like uh, everybody's entitled to every job. Everybody's entitled to every job. Republicans want to make it. Uh, we need more American jobs. Listen, I, I understand, but if the competition is raised and the level is raised, you know, Americans need to get their work. Listen, I, this culture is becoming more and more lazy in this country. You know what I mean? So uh, if we gotta if we gotta raise the stakes and 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 become more work driven, become more have more of a work ethic. I was in Japan a few months ago. Everybody, everybody wants to do their job 150%. Everybody. Because they want you to leave their country say, wow, this country is amazing. There's a pride in the way every single one of those people do their job. No matter if they were driving a cab, even if they were uh, receiving you at the hotel, even if they were serving you at the restaurant, even if they were uh, um, whatever a vendor in the street. Whatever it is, work ethic. Every You know, work ethic is more than work ethic. It's a pride behind that work ethic. They want you to leave saying, wow. You know, the, there's a respect behind that. There's, there's a certain sense of respect. Well, integrity. Is, fuck that, man. I, I'm not going to do this job the best I can do it. Because, it's integrity. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do the job the best I can do it because I'm not happy with so-and-so. Or I'm not happy with this. Fuck you. If you have a job, do the job the best you can do it. Be the best you can be every single day. 
That's that's what you have a right to do. You have a right to be the best you can be every single day. So go and do that. And if everybody takes that approach, you know what? The competition for American jobs, Americans will get a lot of the jobs, you know? You don't have to blame the foreigners for everything. So in that regard, I actually, um, I'm not fully in agreement with Republicans. Republicans sometimes are too gung-ho with that. Going back to the Trump thing. um, We went back to the funding uh, and the people that fund other GOP nominees, um, candidates, and not Trump because Trump is self-funded. So they, you know, they owe everybody. And I, I, he, to be fair, he does take donations on his site. Donald yeah, Trump. what are they? A couple hundred bucks. He did. I, I don't know what it adds up to. Yeah, he no, even it's, said it. it's in the thousands. Donations, but it's just... donations doesn't add to funding though, because donations, like the big guys, yeah, right? No donations, big guns. donations are different because donations are a little, a such small amount that you can't expect to actually give a donation and think he's actually gonna say everything you want him to say. Funding right. though. Funding, when you fund somebody, you give it with the intention of trying to strategically move that person in the direction you want to go. He's raised $27.4 million. Boom. And, and those are donations. Those aren't funding, okay? Because everybody else has more of that. Regardless, here's what I'm trying to say, okay? He right, know- it's 93% is campaign donations. You're right. Yeah. There you go. For everybody else, exactly, right? For everybody else, campaign donations? Yeah. Yep, 93%. Yeah. So here's the thing. So... What I'm, what I was, what was the point I was making? Okay, so here's the thing. So, with Trump, and with everybody else, there's, there's donations. Okay, see, he's the only one. I said I put out a tweet the other day, and I got mixed reviews as usual about pe- Trump. People say Trump hates Muslims, but he's the only one that wants to hear both sides of the Pal- Israel-Palestine debate, the Israel-Palestine conflict. This has been a pretty big conflict since the end of World War II, you know, and it's been probably the most divisive conflict uh, on a worldwide level, you know. And Trump is the only one I've heard. That wants to hear both sides of it. Now, you can't tell me only Israel are the victims and you can't tell me only Palestine are the victims. There's probably a little mix of both in between there. But what I notice, everybody in America constantly says, and again, I have Jewish friends. We have Seth in here and I have uh, many Jewish friends and I have many Muslim friends. But constantly, everybody pretends, acts like it's only the Palestinians that are, against, uh, are causing the trouble, that are against the trouble. When I've clearly heard situations where the, uh, the Israel side was wrong. Uh, I, there was a couple years ago, not even a couple years ago, where... I remember I saw on the internet because, you know, again, the TV doesn't really tell you this kind of shit, where two uh, Palestinian soccer players, kids, maybe in their teen years, junior soccer players, were shot walking back home from practice or something like that. Uh, the story, I don't have the detail for detail, but you can read this up online, were shot by Israeli uh, military and one can never play soccer again, you know? And uh, FIFA was actually going to uh, put a ban on Israel soccer team for like the, the qualifier for the Euro but then they lifted it somehow it got lifted again politics again somehow it got lifted regardless that's just one example and I'm not saying both sides are, 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 are aren't victims at certain points in time but that's just one example of where you know people push the envelope on both sides yet every GOP nominee I see they are pro-Israel forget everything else oh Israel pro listen let's call a spade a spade in this country most of the money people are Jewish people right I mean, I mean, well, with the exception know, of maybe Seth. I don't Seth. know the statistics. Yeah, well, I'm, maybe, I'm a, I'm a with part the exception of, of maybe Seth. You yeah. know, like I'm and the you know only, what? I'm the only and one. Jews are very good money handlers. Jews have all the money for a reason. You know what? But what I'm saying is, most of the dom- of the not of the donations coming from for these other people. What do you think they are? Where they're they coming from? The big money people, probably Jewish people. So you have a uh, almost a a culpability to where you have to favor Israel, an obligation almost where you have to favor Israel when you can maybe, and that's not going to solve the problem. If you only favor Palestine or you only favor Israel, you know, you're not going to solve the problem ever. You have to go in there with a legitimate uh, intention to hear both sides out and say, okay, you know what? You're going to give a little bit on this side and we're going to give a little bit on that side too. And we'll see if we can come to some kind of terms. I don't know the problems. I'm not a politician. I don't know every single problem in the Israel-Palestine debate conflict. But I do know Donald Trump is the only person that 
said, we got to hear both sides. So when you hear both sides, right away, Jewish people are against them. He says something else uh, 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 with Muslims and Muslim people are against them. Here's the thing. Donald Trump doesn't owe anybody anything. He's trying the best he can to find a legitimate solution. Okay? He doesn't owe anybody anything. It's not, I feel like it's... And it's not, I feel like I want your opinion on this because you're Jewish. He doesn't... He's the only... I don't feel like it's a coincidence that he's the only one that said... Israel-Palestine debate has to be heard from both sides. I don't feel like it's a coincidence as he's he, the one who's the only self-funded candidate, is the only one talking. And he was realistic. He said this may be he goes, actually, this will be the toughest negotiation ever. But he's a negotiator while the other side... Now, the other candidates, the other candidates not only were they pro-Israel, pro-Israel, and tried to bash him for even saying that, they're just not being realistic. He's being realistic, at least. Which further proves. And you know what his best. On the whole thing. Well, you know what his best attribute is, Trump. Mm-hmm. He openly admits, "I'm not a politician," and that's what. That's why he has the support. Right. That's what ninety yeah, percent of the. He's from the hip. He's really giving right. you. Right. But that's what ninety percent of Seth's, the. I want Seth's opinion on this. All right. Um, I'm not anti-Trump. Uh. And I, I think there's always two sides. Yeah, okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. Actually, uh, you know, I kind of lean that way. Mm-hmm. I have relatives there. I've been in Israel. Mm-hmm. Israelis, they're not anti-Palestine. They're anti-terrorists. Yes. There's been a lot of terrorist attacks that happen in Israel. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They they they, they want to be like us. Here's, here's my They want to live here's, and just mind yeah, their business course, and let people course. come in, free here's trade. The, the radical Islam thing is a bit over the top. I, we That's agree the on problem. That. It's, not, it's not the people. It's the, thing, it's the terrorists. Here's the thing, Seth. There's also isolated incidents where, like I just said, the whole soccer thing. Like you know, if you want, but if you want to keep a scorecard, you know, like you know, the Palestinians, they'll they'll shoot from a school because they know Israel won't shoot back. I mean, they'll 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 blow up a bomb at a wedding or a bar mitzvah. Isn't it the other way around too? Don't they send a missile to like a school? Like oh, I remember six six months ago, I saw like a whole school got blown up by by an Israeli missile. You know what I'm saying? Like I think you can't allow that either. From from the things I've seen, and maybe because I'm Jewish or whatever, and the things I've heard from my family, it's like. they, they do their best to not but attack not, or hurt innocent people. But at, this point, at the same time, they have to defend themselves. It's not only Palestine. Remember, Israel's surrounded by a lot of countries that yeah, of course. hate Jews. Listen, I don't think radical Islam... They hate yeah. Jews. I don't think radical Islam is, is going to benefit anyone. But here's what here's my thing. If you somehow... And again, it's not going to be easy. If you somehow find a way to negotiate both sides and actually listen to both sides as opposed to listening to one side. If you, and I don't, what do you guys want? You know, like... Listen, it's easier said than done. I mean, easier said than done. Like, I'm sitting here like I got it all figured out. I don't. Okay, but maybe you'll eliminate some of that Islamic hate towards America as well. Uh, the radical Islamic hate, should I say. And, you know, at least maybe they'll see, okay, you know what? They're at least willing to hear us out and, and, and see both sides. Both sides have to be willing to, to operate and negotiate. Right now, me seeing that as soon as one person says, like Donald Trump says, we got to hear both sides of it, that Jew- Jewish people get mad. I feel like, you know what, you're not looking for a realistic, uh, why can't we hear the Palestinian side out? Why is, why is that a problem? That doesn't make you anti-Jewish. Maybe you hear the Palestinian side out and not like what they're saying and say no. All, you know? all for least, that, there's always two sides. What I'm saying, you said before, radical Islam. That's the problem. Yeah. These people, they, I feel like they, radical Islam, it's The only started. way they'll be happy is if the Jews are dead and Israel yes. is gone. That's but the right, only I feel way like they'll be radical happy. radical Islam is also motivated by the fact that this, partially this conflict is one-sided. You know what I'm saying? As far as... Uh, well, they hate us for that, right? Because we yeah. support. Yeah. You know, so they automatically, the hate for the United States comes at the play. It shouldn't just be the U.S., right? It should be the United Nations. We, should, yeah. you know, well, the, wait, whole, well, they, the whole they, world they, should be against terrorism and, and well, trying to... they are. And I think that's what well, ex- excuse, excuse my ignorance, but the, the initial fight is over the land, no? 
Yeah, they left the World War II. But Israel's given them land already, too. They've given land back already. Yeah, but then they've gone well. to war. There was like a war in the 60s. I kind of read up on it. It's no, they've of, given land back in the last five years or whatever. It's kind, of compl- land. it's kind of a complicated thing right there. And, and again, what I, all I'm saying is... Israel's this big. It's the yeah, size yeah, of a really thimble. Is. You of know, course, I was like, leave them alone. Of course. But, Pal- but, but both sides want it, though. But, Somehow, well, a piece of land is very important. Because the Palestinians were kicked out everywhere, too. Do you know they tried to go into Egypt? Egypt starts shooting them. You know what I'm saying? It, it, they, they didn't want them either. So it's it's a it's a big fucking mess. Of over course, no, and it's not going to be easily solved. But what I'm saying is, even if you don't solve it, the fact that they have we have somebody that's willing to hear both sides for me that should be a positive. Should right? be the thing. Because then, then the Muslims get on you and say, you know what? No, no, no. Trump is anti-Palestine. Because then you know, they take a quote out of context. He says. Because Trump afterwards, because they all attacked him, he says, "Listen, nobody's more pro-Israel than me." Because listen, Trump's not trying to get it Israelite people trying to solve him. a problem. You know, he's just trying to solve a problem. But then they all attack him, so he says, "Nobody's more pro-Israel than me." So you know, I get a Muslim follower on Twitter say, "Oh, but he retracted that. He said nobody's more pro-Israel than me." That, that's kind of taken out of context because I think I feel like they pushed him to say that. I feel like Trump legitimately wants to hear both sides. Now, then you get the side where the Muslims say, "Hey, he's he's a." Uh, He's suspicious of any Muslim. He's 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 racist against Muslims. Well, here's the thing, and here's the best example I can try to. Uh, again, I'm gonna attempt to say when I when you, and I hope that this example I'm giving is, is meant in the in the in honest terms here. If you have a blonde-haired, blue-eyed group, uh, and this is it's uh this this uh, illustration is for my, my Muslim followers uh, or Muslim Muslim listeners. If you have a blonde-haired, blue-eyed group, and it's a group, it's a group, and they have a terrorist group with only blonde-haired, blue eyes. And they are targeting Nazis. Yeah. Whatever. You have to, and they are targeting. We don't. Seth. <laughs> not all blonde hair black people are Nazis. You fuck. No, that, that's what they were trying to. They're trying. Yeah, to, Hitler you know, was make, trying to do that. Yeah. yeah, even though he wasn't, which made a lot of sense, obviously. Right. But yeah, so if and, and they are uh, uh, they are targeting only Muslims as a as a as a as a cr- group of people they want to hurt. Uh, this is all for just an example I'm giving. This is not legitimate. Nobody takes this legitimate. It's just an example. Of what, what if the situation was like this? Is what I'm saying. This is a what if factor. What if scenario. Blonde blue-eyed group were only attacking Muslims worldwide, and it was like a, a terror organization. You only could join it if you're blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and and and, and the, the target is always Muslims. Wouldn't any Muslim be suspicious of, of any blonde-haired, blue-eyed person that come they come across? That doesn't mean every blonde-haired, blue-eyed person joins that terrorist organization, but it, you're gonna do a double take. So so some people do double takes now because Muslims, radical Muslims, and regular Muslims, you know, radical Muslims don't. Um, Acknowledge that they're radical in the moment where they want to attack. You know, they try to blend in with the crowd. So I feel like if you at least give the Palestine-Israel conflict a bit of an even factor, you'll. I feel like you'll have a... Listen, and just me hypothesizing now, you'll have a little bit less hatred from radical Islam. I, I, and if you don't, okay, you tried, and then you got to go back to being very tough. But if you don't attempt it, I feel like you're never going to solve it, or at least you, it's going to even be close to solving it. Right now, there's no attempt. The first person I heard to attempt this is Trump. And I feel like the long-term goals of attempting it are going to be you're going to minimize radical Islam. You, you can. You, maybe you won't. But I feel you like have, you at least you can, have to. That's the you only can, way. But I feel like automatically radical Islam will calm down. Oh, you know what? They're seeing our side of it too. If, if you don't attempt to negotiate this the right way, radical Islam has more motivation to be to further hate you, to further go after you, you know? And... It's unfortunate because regular Muslim people are also victims of radical Islam. That's why we have refugees. And it's tough and it's difficult because these, if you're a terrorist, you're going to mix yourself in the mix of these refugees and try to sneak into these countries. So it's, it uh, raises the question, how do you manage, how, how do you manage the uh, refugees if you got terrorists posing as refugees you, in the middle of it? You don't, it's so you don't difficult. Take them. It's, a, it's a problem I'm glad I don't have. But I'm saying, all I'm saying is, you know, I don't know, what, what, what do my listeners think? Is this like at least... 
like, is is this at least would this at least be an attempt? I mean, you can't make everybody happy, but is this at least an attempt? I mean, I feel like Trump is just shooting from the hip. I feel like he doesn't hate all Muslims, but right now you're at the position where he's very very suspicious of of a group of people, and it's hard to tell regular, radical Islam from regular Islam. No, and and that's not necessarily right. I'm not saying it's right. Not necessarily not necessarily right. And like I said, I have very good friends that are Muslim, and I have very good friends that are Jewish. So I'm not trying to offend anyone here. I'm just trying to see the the. The mix. I'm trying to put people in other people's shoes, like walk in somebody else's shoes and see, like, what would, what would, what would you, with all the things going on, what would you feel like a, a good scenario would be to to solve it or fix it? And not to say every any any every scenario will work, because honestly, it's such a difficult thing to to get yourself situated with. But what I'm saying is, I'm hearing too much pro-Israel with that. And that's not going to solve the problem at all. That's just going to continue to the the, the Muslim, uh, radical Muslim hatred for the U.S. and anything American. And they're not going after our freedom. Well, but then you disguise it on television as these people are against our freedom. No, they're just against you because you're constantly against them. You know what I mean? So you have to marginalize it and get it down the middle. It, it, you know, there's a place here for Jewish people. There's a place here for Muslim people. And this is going to be the place. Well, let's hear you both out. If you only hear one side out all the time, you're not going to solve it. Yeah. Listen, for me, for me listen, I, just, I just ask, what would Jesus do? That's all I would ask. <laughs> right. <laughs> the thing is, you mentioned, like, as an example, obviously, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed group. Let's say they were in Afghanistan or Saudi Arabia. It would be so easy to identify them. The problem is... We're in the United States of America. No, I'm not saying, but no, I'm just it saying. It wouldn't be easy to identify them because there's a lot of blonde-haired, blue-eyed people in the world that it wouldn't mean just because they were blonde-haired, blue-eyed, they'd be part of that terrorist organization. So, you, 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 again, a, you wouldn't be able to recognize them in that situation. It would be too. a lot easier than in the United States of America. Bro, here, there's everybody's here. So now, listen, at the end of the day, listen, I don't want anybody's feelings to be fucking hurt either, but the truth is the fucking truth. 9-11? We have to protect the country. Listen, listen. 9-11? On Atlantic Avenue by my house, there was old Muslim women clapping. Clapping. Cheering. I'm sorry, bro. That's disgusting. But You know, like, you deserve to get your fucking teeth knocked out. So now it becomes you a tricky... You deserve to be uh, deported, really. No, it becomes Fuck a tricky out. situation because now, like I said... You know, like he was saying, you you blend in and you don't know who's who. Yeah. So and and some of them, some of the Muslims themselves are victims. So it's, right, it's, it's not right. So right, it's it's, right. it's a fucked up situation that it's almost impossible to know. Yep. Because then you have what you have is uh, Americans being recruited. Yeah. They're actual Americans. Those are those are just talking retards. But they're but you know they're like um. Arabic or whatever, and they, oh, some of them are just blame Americans. Right, no, right. some of them, some yeah. of them, but they'll. And you have to have a real insecurity, like a, a sense of not belonging. In your right, life. right. Bad but parenting that, to, be, to be raised in the Midwest. That's and one aspect. Go to the Middle East no. and fight. I'm not talking about the, those people. I'm talking about there's meetings and and shit going on in Brooklyn apartments mm-hmm. about ISIS and and terrorist shit in in like Brooklyn where we live. So. You know, it's it's so much harder to to rationalize and, and see where the fuck who's good, who's not. And I think what you're saying too is people in this country as a whole they downplay this. They don't think it's of really course. that bad of a threat. There's a threat every day that's being squashed. So listen, does Trump have a a subtle way of of sending his? Does he know how to articulate it? Well, no, he doesn't. But 
Is he wrong? No, he's not. The president's job is to protect the country. Listen, what he said was, um, you know, would you kill... They said, would you kill innocent women and children? What he should have said was, not by choice, but if it happens... Yeah. Protect the country. Right. People... People are innocent. Innocent people are getting have, killed you here. Be, you have to be uh, almost selfish at, at this point because uh, in order to defend what's inside these borders is, is, is tough. It's it's tough. It's it's, it's, uh, it's too much. Uh, too much of a mix going on. But that's what I'm saying. And all this doesn't affect the Muslims that are already here, really, because you know there's very successful Muslims here. It's not like he's saying, oh, you know what, I'm gonna get rid of all the Muslims here. Anybody oh. successful, they lose whatever they own. No, no, no. So there's nothing to be offended about if you wanna. Maybe tighten the borders a little bit for a little while. And maybe while you do that, you can work on solving this Israel-Palestine conflict. I bet you if you solve it in a way where both sides are happy, you can do a long way in, uh, you can go a long way in minimizing radical Islam. I'm not saying you'll eliminate it, but you can yeah, I, listen, it's, it's, it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. Right, I, I right now that. what you're doing is all you're doing is pissing them off. 9-11 didn't just happen because they wanted it to happen. 9-11 was a lot of years of them being pissed off, being pissed off, and eventually they let it ha- they, 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 they set this up and let it happen. So if you maybe piss them off less, one thing is let sleeping dogs lie. You know, they have their own business they're running over there. You know what I mean? You... If you can negotiate, and if you can't negotiate it, then hey, you know what? You at least tried. Okay, fuck you. But if you don't try, if you don't legitimately try, not try where you say you tried, but you really didn't. Like, try. And the only, for me, the only person that's really going to try because he doesn't owe anybody anything is Donald Trump. He's the only person that's really going to try. Everybody else that you put into office, even if they say they tried, they're full of shit. For me, they're not going to really try because they owe somebody somewhere, but they've been funded from somewhere, and it's, you probably know where they've been funded from. And, not this, and I'm not against anybody on this side here. So I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way because people are going to take one word I said in the wrong way and, and, and misconstrue it and, and, and say, oh, I'm against this group. I'm against this group. I'm not against any group, dude. I'm against... I'm for not, uh, worldwide safety of people, man. You know what I mean? Like, can we just live our life, everybody in this fucking world, can we just live our life and just be able to worry about jobs? Like, we were worrying, like the other things we're worrying about in this presidential debate. Worry about, you know, getting ourselves ahead in life. Worry about, you know, being motivated every day. Can we worry about those things instead of worrying about if I'm going to go on the train today and the train's going to get blown up? I don't want to worry about that. I don't want to worry about that. And maybe, you know, if you, if you solve some of this a little bit, you know, you hope. I'm saying is you just hope. Humans need to evolve a little bit first. Yeah. We're not it's fully just, evolved yet. People need to stop being so fucking sensitive, too. Yeah. That's another that's thing. That's a whole different Yeah, that's argument. another thing, too. Yeah, too much, too sensitive. If you say, like, like I know what we're, the conversation we're having right now, somebody, there's going to be people that are going to get pissed off somewhere along the line. Listen, if, if you're pissed off at me for liking Trump and you're a Santa supporter, that's fine. I don't like you if you're a Santa supporter either. But if you're pissed off at me for the conversation we just had about this whole Middle East, Muslim, Jewish thing... I'm saying it with the best intentions. I don't have the answer. All I'm saying is I'm hypothesizing certain scenarios and saying, hey, would this work? And maybe on Twitter people will say, hey, you know what, Paulie? Maybe that you're at least thinking outside the box. Because right now I don't feel like America is thinking outside the box. You know, I don't think they're thinking outside the box at all. And you can, if you read between the lines with these, uh, with these debates, you can kind of see... The only one thinking outside the lines, thinking outside the box, is Donald Trump. That's why he's, he's winning. He's thinking outside the box. And maybe that's what you need to do is think outside the box. Maybe you need a self-funded person who doesn't owe anybody anything. Donald Trump doesn't owe anybody a fucking thing. So he will legitimately come into office and legitimately try his best. He will try his best. 
because he doesn't know anybody. Anybody else will come into office, legitimately try their best, but also legitimately try oh, their best favorites. while also appeasing the people that funded them. You cannot have a leader with a political agenda. You can't do it. This, we finally have a guy who can come into office without a political agenda. And Ben Carson is all, doesn't owe anybody anything either. So if Trump <laughs> right. runs with Carson, you have a, a tandem of guys that don't owe, any, don't owe anybody shit. And maybe Trump shoots at the hip, but Carson is the exact opposite. He actually thinks, overthinks things. So they <laughs> right. can even each other out. I love it. I mean, I, 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 I love that tandem. Do you know what Putin did when he got elected? He brought all the people he raised money with uh -huh. in the room, and he said, thank you, you have no poll. <laughs> right. Nobody right. is no. like Vladimir right. Putin. That's why I love that guy. People hate him. And listen to me. I want to tell you something else about Vladimir Putin. People say, oh, if he just stopped invading Ukraine. If he's listen, I fought in Ukraine. I fought in Donetsk where the war is at, okay? And I said this before, and I'll say it again. Everybody who I've kept in touch with over there wants to be part of Russia. <laughs> wants to be part of Russia. You understand me? I met a teacher over there. She was telling me she hadn't been paid in four months from the Ukrainian government. Jesus. Okay? Four months. So they were already not funding them in Donetsk. You know what I mean? Back at a time when the war still hadn't happened, but already there was a little bit of a political turmoil there. Nobody wants to belong to a government that doesn't give them their fucking checks. You know what I mean? Like, so they either want to be independent or they want to be part of Russia. You know, and then... And, and so if they want to be part of Russia, is it really a, a Putin takeover? Is it really a Putin takeover? Like American television makes you think? Like, like when you watch this, this, this Russia-Ukraine uh, situation on, on American television, since they're so anti-Putin that they make it like, oh, he's just trying to take over the world. What, 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 what is he, pinky in the brain? You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's the just fear is, is that he's going to take over back to Russia, and it's so big that he's going he's gonna to have so much control the, over Russia. The fear is... That he has too much balls for anybody right. to fucking uh, 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 associate with. He doesn't owe anybody anything. He goes in there and like Seth said, even his funders, the people he funded, he said, listen, thank you. But don't think that now I'm gonna, uh, you're going to affect right, my right. decision making. Because if you think that, you got a bigger problem on your hands. I, I love that mentality. Listen, does he make all the right decisions? I'm sure he doesn't. But yo... I love that mentality. You need to be a leader. You got if you're a leader, then be a fucking leader. Don't be a don't be a hipster or a fucking liberal and then be a leader. A leader. Well, that's what I goes. said. You gotta be a leader. But that's what I said. I'm about not saying this. everything for Putin. You gotta agree with Putin everything he says. But the fact he's got leadership qualities. That's all I'm saying. But that's I, what I, I said about this country. This country, you, you know, you go help everybody. You're the big fucking show off, and you, you're the big don. So that's what you need as a president. How do you not like Trump? He's a big flashy guy. He's a fucking show off. You you gotta be brash. You want to be the the president of the United States. People worry that he'll be bad with like you know diplomatic relations with you know. But, but how is he gonna? You don't think he's gonna hire some of these guys who he's running uh, against us on the interna on I, the international relations? I would hope so. At a certain point, listen. The, the Israel Palestine thing though. How is that a bad intention? The uh, intention I think is better than anybody else's ideas. I agree with you. At a certain point, every president is a figurehead. Of course. When it comes well, to war. Congress runs the right, country. Right, exactly. So, we know that. So at a certain point. But as long as the intention is good. That's all I'm saying. If the intention is good. If I feel like the intention is good, then okay. And people are going to, you know, the, every, everybody with this, uh, with, with these uh, protests and, oh, you know what? A television jumps on his back for everything. Oh, you know what? You forget, we're getting fights on these. CNN. Ooh, these pro CNN. You got protesters starting fights at his rallies. What do you think is going to happen? What are these people just going to get punched in the face? Right. Uh, you see guys trying to storm the stage. Yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked, bro. <laughs> if I'm talking at a press conference and somebody tries to storm the stage on my time while I'm talking, I'm going to fuck that person up. Wait, what about, so, what about they say um, as a protester, it's their um, – the Constitution is their first First Amendment, right? Yeah. Okay. What about Trump's First Amendment? What? 
for his right to speak. Yeah, of course. You get to the point where you're, you're rallying, you're, you're protesting so crazy that shit gets shut down and, and, and it gets suspended. You took away his yeah. First Amendment. Yeah. yeah. And again, I mean, <laughs> uh, and again, that goes back to the race card. If you're a black person and you say you can't, and you tell me you can't relate to Ben Carson, you got to be ashamed of yourself. You got to be fucking ashamed of yourself. If you're, if you're going to tell me you can't relate to Ben Carson, right. because Carson started from the bottom and now he's here. You guys talk about liberals and just the attitude and people are just so sensitive and nuts. Mm-hmm. I had an ex-girlfriend when Bush was president. Bush is the devil. I said, wait a second. You actually think he's evil and wants to hurt people. And then she took it back. You know, she's a smart girl. She's a lawyer. Because people just get too carried away with this Bush, shit. I, right, I do right. think Bush had a very uh, big agenda. I, I do you think he was right. evil and wanted to hurt no, people? No, 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 no. I don't think his intention was. That's what I mean. It's but like, I think he put himself first. Like the whole Saddam Hussein, like, you know. That was bad like, information, the, the, too. The, the, I think he was a fucking moron, I don't know. Like Saddam Hussein had really been irrelevant to us since his father was in office. That's that was true. like, you know what? I'm going to finish my father's beef. That really had nothing to do with right, anything. Right. I, I really think Bush, and you know, when you consider the fact that he owns oil in Texas and there's oil in the Middle East, I don't. You start thinking some crazy weird shit. I feel like he had a very selfish agenda. Like, and again, cre- this proves to you that I'm not just a Republican, just creating a, Republican. a monopoly. I didn't agree like. with a lot of things Bush did, but he just had a very selfish yeah, agenda. Honest- he didn't intentionally want to hurt people, but if people got hurt in the in the mix on the way to him achieving his agenda. He was okay with that, you know, and that's what I didn't like. That's what I didn't like about Bush. I don't say right now I'm a Republican. I don't. I I, I, I don't say either way, but I do say I I I, I agree favor more with their way. Said. Right. I right. agree more. Not everything. Like I said, I talked about the whole right. immigration and the jobs I have a bunch of things that but, I don't. But I'm I'm more on the side of Republicans. I, I think right. they have a certain norms and guidelines. Everything doesn't go. I'm just I don't think so sick go. of right. the Democratic way. Right. You want less government. You want less taxes, and you want to protect the country, right? Yeah. That, that's yeah. those are the three things. And that's what they're. I feel like their plan to do that are are uh, like I feel that way like than what Democrats have. Listen, me. You want to be gay? You want to get married? Go go get married. Yeah. That has nothing to do with they're me. Trying to bring all that shit up, and that shit doesn't right. mean anything. I'm yeah, not social issues are so secondary. I feel like at the right. They, 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 don't, they don't affect finances, and they don't affect uh, the national security because they get worked out, and they get worked out usually the right way eventually. Yeah, that's nothing to do with me. Right, I agree. Taxes, so, yeah. protect the country. Right. Yeah. That was You're a big affecting thing. my those, pockets. Those are my two big things. Taxes right. and protect the country. And I feel like Republicans have a better uh, grasp on that than than do uh, uh, Democrats. You know. And don't get me wrong. Some of it is for Bush's fuck ups. You know. I, I don't. I think you should have left Saddam Hussein there. I really do. I really. But I, I don't think ISIS would have been existed as strong as they are today if you would have left Saddam Hussein there. Maybe you don't agree with everything Saddam did, but Saddam used to crush any revolt in Iraq. And I remember the way you used to get reported on television you in America. About, you Every about time this. he used to crush a revolt, they'd come on this American television and CNN. Oh my God, he did this terrible thing. He mustered guests. 3,000 uh, rebels up in the northern Iraq. Oh, well, guess what, motherfuckers? Those rebels now. turned out to be ISIS people, probably. <laughs> Bro, and now when nobody was mustard gassing them, again. they created what they got now. This is, so, this is He knows how to rule his people. Look at CNN. CNN is trying to, to paint Trump as, a, as an actual criminal, right? They're literally try, trying to paint him as a criminal. Yeah. CNN is the worst fucking news to watch, by the way. But anyway, they, they try to paint him as a criminal, and they said... What is your take on waterboarding? He's like, what? Yeah, you're sitting here worrying about social oh, issues like right. how you treat prisoners, bro. They're cutting people's heads off. No, he goes, he goes, they're not cu- our pets' heads off. No. They're <laughs> our fucking human beings' heads off. No, he goes, they're cutting people's heads off and filming it, yeah. sending it to us yeah. to laugh at us. He goes. They're gassing people forty at a clip, yeah. and you're worried about us shoving their head in water. 
Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. They're but, laughing when they hear they, when they hear the liberals. Our prisoners when they hear have health care. When they, yeah, when they hear <laughs> liberals, <laughs> they got eleven workers. If you don't think they're fucking laughing at the democratic debates, you got oh, something. Shit. You got something up your ass. You know what I mean? They like, say so if you, you, you something weird in your mind. You know what I mean? Because if you if, if you don't think they're laughing at our at, at the democratic debates, like how you should treat criminals, there's so much more important shit. If the, if the person is a criminal on a terrorist threat, buddy. Do whatever you got to do to get the information. You, you got people in Supermax in Colorado where they don't see the light of day for 23 hours and like 40 minutes a day. Right. You know what I mean? And they're, they're fucking 20 feet under the ground in their cells. And you're, wor- and, 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 and you're worried about, you're worried about how, terrorists. how people trying to blow up the entire country are getting treated once they're <laughs> captured. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, wrap, they got, people, have, people have their fucking... Uh, uh, what is it? Priorities. Priorities are really, act. really mixed no, up in this all election. Bernie's... So the, the money... That comes into this country He's such a jerk goes to the top one percent. Such a jerk. The Bernie, top, you're a jerk off. The top one percent. And that has to change. That has to change. He's such a jerk off. <laughs> Maybe because they're rich and they earn that money, you stupid fuck. Why does that have to change? Yeah, you're just a- gonna rape them of it? Yeah, he's such you, a jerk. You're off. a legal thief. You're gonna take it from them? He's such a jerk off. <laughs> he's <gasps> such a jerk. Like, I, I it can't, goes I can't get to the top one percent because they generate that. You fucking dumb fuck. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our boxing talk today and our political talks. Uh, we're gonna we'll be back next week. We hope we hope you get your views on uh, Twitter, and uh, you know. Seriously, like, tell us how you really feel. Don't, 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 don't hold back, people. Right, tell us right. how you really feel. And next week, we're gonna try to have you have like an actual half hour of the show where you guys can call and not just kind of just randomly just throw it in. You know, we gotta have yeah, but we do. We, we need like a certain time so that then well, we can wrap that time up. We'll get your we'll international listeners to yeah. call in. And, yeah, uh, plus one. And the haters, ask the haters to call too, because that'll be fun. I don't know if the haters want to really be involved with well, us because they get abused. We, but that'll be good we're, we're a trio over here. One <laughs> hater against three of us. I don't know. I don't know. Tell if that's me gonna... their friends together. Make a group yeah. call. Yeah, make a group call. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. We love you guys. Thanks as always for listening to the show. We'll be back with episode forty-seven when I'm back from Miami. Oh, we'll do that Tuesday or Wednesday. Boom. All right. Boom. See you later. <laughs>